What's going on guys? It's your boy Scrub here back again with another video. Hope you guys are having a great day. I know I am. And we're back with day 10 of the 12 days of Scrubs. Thank you all so much for enjoying the series so far. You guys are legendary. Today I've got the gamer episode for y'all so I think you guys are going to enjoy it. It's for gamers only. Seriously though, uh, thank you all so much for the support. I hope you guys are all having a magical Christmas time. We're approaching the big Christmas day. So, yeah, I hope everybody's having a good one, spending time with your families, all that jazz. Thank you so much for taking some time to watch this video. And without further ado, let's hop right into it. Hey, I've got a story time for y'all I think you're going to enjoy. It's about this weird kid that used to ride the bus with me and my friend who uh, ended up screaming at my friend and I because we were talking about video games because apparently it was going to corrupt our souls and turn us into demons. Uh, you know, the usual thing people get upset about on the school bus, normal Tuesday. I thought you guys would enjoy it, and, uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get right into it. Alright, so this story took place in second or third grade, I can't remember, but as long as I've been alive, there was this dude whose family lived down the street from my parents' house that I've been good friends with, and we both had PS2s. And, uh, it just so happened that we both had two games that we really liked to play, and that was Sly Cooper and the Thievus Raccoonus and Star Wars Lego, the OG one, so we would just kind of talk about that when we would ride the bus together. Since we lived close to each other, we had the same bus stop, our parents knew each other, so we would just kind of hang out on the bus and talk about video games. There's really not a whole lot to talk about when you're on your way to school, so it just gave us a way to make the bus a little bit more entertaining. In 99.9% .9 of the time, no one would even pay attention. Like, I mean, I don't know about you guys, whenever I was on the bus, it's not like I really cared about what other people were talking about. It takes a weird type of individual to go out of your way to, like, overhear conversations on the bus and let them bother you. You know, I get sometimes you're gonna overhear things, it's just the nature of having ears. But if you overhear a stranger's conversation and feel like you have to get involved and get all pissed off, that's kinda weird, bro. But most of the time that wouldn't happen, and if people did get involved, it was usually because they played the game and wanted to talk to us about it, and that was all good. But there was uh, a time in the year where most of the bus had been misbehaving, and you know me, I would never, ever misbehave under any circumstances, so I had nothing to do with it. However, our bus driver to uh, quell how much we were misbehaving decided that she was gonna do like a bus seating chart and you have to push a bus driver pretty far to make them make a seating chart but she did and uh, it just so happened that I got sat next to my friend who lived on my street I think she knew that like we got on the bus together we would get off the bus together and we were friends and we weren't a part of the problem that she knew of. Um, anyways, she didn't think we were a part of the problem, so she decided to just keep us together, but she decided to put these two kids in front of us, one of which was named Dennis, and he was pretty cool. He played video games like we did. Not that that makes you cool, like, I'm not, you know what I'm saying. He didn't have beef with people for no reason. That's what I'm trying to say. And, uh, he would talk to us every now and then, but the other kid in front of us, I'm gonna name him Larry for the purpose of the video, and Larry was just not the coolest guy I've ever met in my entire life, to put it nicely. Listen, if you want to have your opinions on things, then by all means, have your opinion. It's America, you can think whatever you think, and no one has the right to tell you that, like, you can't think that. They have the right to tell you you're wrong, but at the end of the day, you can think what you think. But the worst type of people are people who have a thought or an opinion 
opinion about something and they can't keep it to themselves, you're allowed to hate something. It doesn't mean everyone else has to hate it. And Larry happened to be very, very anti-video game for some reason. I don't know why. Like, I don't know if his mom was just inundating him with some brainwashing about how if you play video games, you're going to become a demon. But literally, any time we would be talking about video games, his eyes would light up like we were talking about just the most forbidden subject of all time. And he would actively tell us, like, to stop talking about it. And obviously, we weren't going to stop talking about it because there was no reason for us to stop talking about it. Believe it or not, talking about the map in Sly Cooper where you have to get around the junkyard with all the dogs everywhere isn't controversial. There's nothing really weird about that. It's just a fun conversation. But he would always be like, guys, stop. And when we wouldn't stop, he wouldn't push it any further, but it would just get annoying. And he would get really pissed off whenever Dennis, the guy who would sit with him, would like turn around and look over the seat and talk to us about video games. Because he was like, Dennis, you're making me have to listen to this stuff and I don't want to listen to it so you can't talk about it. And Dennis would argue with him. But overall, the guy was just kind of a know-it-all bossy person that kind of sat to sit behind. And all of this came to a head one day and it was the day before we went on spring break. Everyone gets on the bus, everyone's hyped because we're about to be out of school for a week. That's a good thing. Not being in school was way better than being in school. And on the way home, everyone was just kind of talking about what they were going to do on spring break, what their plans were. Some people had like vacations planned. Some people were just going to go to the lake. Some people were going to do nothing. Some people were going to visit their grandma. Some people were going to rob a bank, maybe several. Who knows? A small little crime spree. These things happen from time to time. And for the most part, everyone's being normal. You know, it's not your business really what other people are doing. But if they're going to tell you the nice thing to do, the polite thing to do is to be like, oh, that's awesome. I bet you'll enjoy that. But Larry is just being insanely judgmental to everybody. Like, someone was saying that they were going to go to Florida for a trip, which... Florida's a pretty cool vacation spot, and Larry just started going off about how Disney World had corrupted Florida, and anyone who goes there is supporting an evil corporation just going off on this person. Keep in mind, we're in like second grade. We don't have any say over where we're going on vacation. What would you have liked the second grader to do, Larry? Mom, dad, listen, I don't care that you've already bought the tickets. I don't care that you've spent thousands of dollars on this trip. We can't go because one kid on the bus said that Florida sucks. And he was just kind of picking fights with people. And then me and my friends started talking about the fact that we were going to try to 100% Lego Star Wars while we were on spring break. He was going to come over. I was going to go over to his house. We were going to use one memory card. And we were going to try to 100% it. Kind of stupid, but it was really fun. And I don't regret it at all. And it's only stupid because we could have done it way easier. We just didn't. We It took us a while, right? We were young. Someone, though, had pissed in Larry's cornflakes because as soon as we started talking about video games, he turned around around and looked at me and my friend and was like, is this really what you guys are choosing to talk about right now? And my friend and I looked at each other confused because we didn't think it was any of his business. And I'm not really sure how I'm supposed to answer that question. You are listening to me talk about it. So obviously it's what I'm choosing to talk about right now. And like, I I don't think it's very controversial. I don't understand why you would ask someone, is this what you're choosing to talk about right now? If it's Lego Star Wars, just imagine it's the day after the Super Bowl and you hear someone talking about the Super Bowl and you look at them and as angrily as you can, you go, is this what you're choosing to talk about right now? 
like, yeah, it is. Uh, I don't know why you have an issue with it. And so we kind of ask him why he has such a problem with it. And he says it's because video games are going to corrupt us and turn us into demons. And me and my friend literally laugh because we think that he's joking. We're like, oh, come on, man. Like, that's got to be a silly joke, whatever. But when we laugh, his face doesn't change. He keeps up this very serious demeanor. And my friend is like, dude, come on. If playing video games turned you into a demon, I would have been a demon by now. And this is ridiculous. Like, you know, that's ridiculous and not true, right? And Larry says that his mom had told him that video games turn him into a demon. And his dad had said that where he works, because his dad was a nurse in the hospital, he sees kids that have to come in all the time because apparently they're gaming so much and they stop eating and drinking to game. Which, listen, I don't believe. I don't think that's true. And if that is true, bro, I don't think that's turning you into a demon. That kid's just got, a, like, a very, very serious gaming addiction. And that's some other issue. I have never been in a situation where I stop eating and drinking to play video games. No, Mom, I, I can't eat or drink. It's day seven of playing Minecraft. Ryan, it's a flabbergast to anyone that you haven't died of dehydration. You have to stop. When I game, I don't need sustenance. All that matters is the end game that's just not possible but even then larry is like insistent that if we keep talking about video games we're going to turn into demons and i don't really know if any of you have been in the situation where someone's like you are going to turn into a demon but i didn't really know what to say but i guess my friend had prepared for this situation i don't know how or why he thought to do this this quickly but hey kudos to him because it was funny but he looks at Larry and says in like a very deep voice and he starts shaking his body like appearing uncontrollably. Obviously, he was choosing to do it. But he looks at Larry and in a deep voice, he says, Larry, we already have their souls and now we come for you. And he's shaking. And as he gets to the end, he like thrusts his hands out for Larry and Larry throws himself back into like the other seat in front of him. And they turn around and they look and they're like, dude, what are you doing? And Larry starts freaking out. He's like, I knew that video games would turn them into demons. The demon just talked through him. He said that they have their souls and now they're going to come for me. I knew video games would turn people into demons. And listen, maybe it wasn't the best idea for us to, like, confirm to Larry that demons are, in fact, inside of us because of video games. But we were in, like, second, third grade, so we just thought it was funny. But in Larry's mind, me laughing confirmed that I also had a demon inside me that was very thrilled that we had freaked him out. So Larry looks at me and he says, are you a demon too? And listen, in this moment, there were two options. There were. I could have either said, Larry, we're messing with you. Obviously, we are not demons because of the fact that we like to play Lego Star Wars. I would never go to the dark side. I do not have temptation like Anakin or anyone else that has gone to the dark side before him, such as Count Dooku. So no, I am not a demon. I just like playing Lego Star Wars, and I want to get 100% on the game. I could have. But instead, I decided to, of course, use my own deep voice, which can't really go that deep, and uh, pretend to be a demon too, which I know. Immature, immature, but second grade? I was supposed to be immature. It was part of my character arc. That's everyone's character arc. I don't think anyone in second grade is like the peak of their maturity. No, honestly, I was my most mature in third grade. I used to do my parents' taxes. Since then, it's gone downhill. But I just looked at Larry and said something along the 
lines of, I don't remember exactly what I said. Like, yes, we're demons and we're gonna keep coming for you and haunting you as long as you keep pressing us about video games. And Larry is like freaking out. And at this point, he's pretty close to crying and he's just like, fine, I'll never talk about it again. I'll never talk about it again. Just please don't, don't haunt me. Like, I don't want demons to haunt me. And me and my friend are just trying to hold it together, not laughing, because we think this is hilarious, dude. Like, a little mean, sure. But, I mean, come on. It also relies a little bit on someone to go, oh, Lego Star Wars doesn't turn people into a demon. I didn't come up with this story he did. I was just acting along with what he already thought anyways. It's not like we convinced him it would turn us into demons and then pretended to be demons. He said we were demons already. We were just, you know, acting along. If anything, we were trying to support our friend and his theatrical dream dreams, okay? But we make him, like, do a swear to the demon lord that he will leave us alone, and he's like, fine, I swear, just leave me alone, so whatever. About that point, we're about a minute away from our bus stop, so we just kind of keep up the act for a minute, and we get off the bus, and he didn't get off on our stop, he got off on the next stop. And as soon as we get off the stop, me and my friends start cracking up. We're like, bro, I can't believe he believed that. Like, what was that? That was so funny. He always was so mad about video games, but like, I didn't even realize that he thought we were literally going to become demons. And I asked my friend, I was like, why did you decide to pretend to be a demon? And he just said, because he thought it would be funny, which is a fair enough answer. If someone's yelling at you like you are a demon, it is pretty funny to just roll with it. But we started walking home because we lived on the same street. We were just talking and we kind of agreed that there was no way that Larry was gonna leave us alone about video games because he was probably gonna go home and tell his parents about it and they'd be like, they weren't really demons, they were just messing with you. And so we just thought it was going to be one of those situations where we had a really funny experience, but he would eventually realize that we weren't being serious because it's pretty obvious that we were not being serious. But after spring break, we get on the bus and sure enough, Larry sees us get on and immediately just has this fear in his eyes, bro. Like we are just the most cursed thing he's ever seen. Number one on the cursed image board for Larry is just the image of my friend and I getting on the bus and we sit down and my friend decides to test it. So he goes, hey, Larry. And Larry looks back at him and says, just please leave me alone, man. I don't want any trouble. And my friend is like, dude, we're not going to give you any trouble. You know, like we were kidding because we realized at this point he was kind of afraid. So we were like, okay, man, we were kidding. Like we're not actually demons. We were just messing with you. We didn't want the joke to go too far. It would be mean if we convinced him and he was actually scared every time we got on the bus so we tried to tell him we were kidding but he goes off on us he starts screaming at us that he had told his parents about it and they had confirmed to him that it was true and demons will always expose themselves to the strongest fighters of the demons and obviously he was a chosen one that was chosen to fight demons but he wasn't ready yet so in the meantime just leave him alone but no matter how hard we tried to convince him that we weren't demons, he knew that it was just us getting up to our demonic tricks trying to convince him otherwise. And my friend and I are just sitting there like, uh, okay, man, I did not th expect that to be your reaction. We thought that we would tell him that uh, we were joking and he would feel silly, but no, apparently his parents had just confirmed the whole demon thing, which I do not think is very good parenting. Like, I'm not a parent, but when I am a dad, if my kid comes to me and is like, hey, someone on the bus told me that he's a demon, I'm not going to be like, yeah, you're actually a chosen demon warrior and never believe anything they say about not being a demon because they're 100% a demon. I feel like that's a good way to terrify your kid forever, you know? I'd probably tell my kid 
they're messing with you. Don't believe everything someone tells you if they start trying to convince you you're a demon. But it probably did keep them away from video games. If that was their only goal, like all parenting aside, if the only goal of his parents was to make him stay away from video games, convincing him that it would turn him into a demon is a pretty good way of making him be like, nah, video games aren't for me, bro. Regardless, my friend and I still talk about it to this day from time to time about how bizarre that entire situation was. I wouldn't recommend convincing your kid that video games turn people into demons, but hey, I guess you can do what you want? I don't know. Moral of the story, if you're ever presented with a situation where you can pretend to be a demon and mess with somebody, just go for it. You got nothing to lose. Cord situation I thought you guys would appreciate as a story time, so uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get right into it. Okay, so this story takes place when I was still in elementary school, which is that, like, kind of crappy time where you obviously can pick and choose who you hang out with, but if someone's mom, like, calls your mom and says, oh, da-da-da really wants to have a play date, and, like, your mom likes their mom, you're kind of out of luck. And somehow, I don't know how our moms became friends. I think they both, like, volunteered one day at school or whatever, but there was this kid I didn't really know too well in my class, and our parents had gotten along, and one day my mom says that that weekend we were going to go over to his house to hang out for a bit. And, you know, it was going to be such a fun time, blah, 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 blah. And I didn't know this dude, but what I did know about him was that he was kind of like a spoiled brat. So I wasn't hyped about it, but I knew arguing was futile. Like, if my mom decided we were going to do something, it just kind of was what it was. What was I going to do? Like, go on a hunger strike? Anyways, we go over and we knock on the door, and the kid I'm supposed to be hanging with opens the door. And he just says, like, oh, you're here. And that's how he says it, just super, like, I don't want you here. So right off the bat, I'm kind of like, all right, this is going to be a long day. And he doesn't invite us in. He just walks away from the open door. So my mom and I walk in, and his mom walks over and says hi to my mom. They're like, oh, it's so great to see you. But she's being insanely nice. She's like, Ryan, it's so nice to see you. Da-da-da-da-da. Here, have some cookies. I just baked them. She gives me a cookie dude straight out the oven you know when it's warm it's just perfect it's got that great amount of softness and that perfect amount of crunch on the edge it was a dang good cookie so I'm like all right at least his mom's nice you know this won't be the worst thing on the planet but as I'm eating this delicious cookie I hear a very annoying voice from upstairs scream my name and my mom's like, okay, go hang out with your friend. You know, the moms are going to do what moms do, drink some wine or whatever. So I start going upstairs and uh, I walk upstairs and I don't know where he is, right? So I yell out like, where are you? So he yells my name and I have to play a little bit of a game of Marco Polo. I've never been in this house before. So I find his room and I walk in and he's playing a video game with a headset on. And so I walk over and just look at what he's playing and he was playing Halo and I'm just like watching him play for a bit. And after watching him, and play for about six minutes. He was just completely ignoring me while he's playing. I said something along the lines of like, hey, is it okay if I play with you? Like, you know, can we play split screen? Da 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 da. Which I thought was a reasonable question. I'm here to hang out with you all day, bro. My mom's downstairs with your mom. I don't even care that you want to play video games. Like, I'm down to play Halo all day, but I'm not going to just sit here and watch you play video games all day. Either let me play or like, I'll go do something else. But I was kind of getting the vibe that he just wanted me to sit behind him for eight hours and watch him play Halo. In his reaction to the question I asked to, like, turn it on to split screen, 
You would have thought that I spit in his face, dude. Honestly, his face contorted into this just like snarl. You want me to play split screen? Split screen sucks. And listen, I'm not here to defend split screen and be like, actually, it's the superior gaming method. No one loves playing on split screen. But back in the day when I was like, you know, younger, I didn't mind playing split screen when my friends were over. We had a lot of the most fun I've ever had playing video games on like Modern Warfare 2 split screen. Halo split screen is a classic. I know it's not as fun as playing online by yourself, but like, dude, come on. Like, yeah, we should play split screen because I'm here. That's just what you do when you have a guest over. Either that or take turns something. And I'm like, dude, I mean, I guess split screen sucks, but I want to play. I just don't want to sit here and watch you. And he starts to lecture me like I'm an idiot saying I wouldn't know how to play anyways. I should probably watch him so I can learn what I'm doing. Da 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 da. And listen, I'm not saying I was a Halo expert. I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, I actually was the greatest Halo player of all time. But I knew how to play. I knew enough to know that we could play split screen together. So I clearly had a small idea of what was up. But we're arguing back and forth for a little bit. And finally, he's like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to switch off. I have three lives whenever I'm playing. And then you have one life and we'll switch back and forth. And I knew that wasn't fair, I knew it was a load of crap, but I also heard my mom laughing downstairs, so I knew the odds of us leaving soon were slim to none, and it was better than just watching, so I was like, fine, whatever. So, we're playing Halo, and like, we're going back and forth, and he starts to get really annoyed with me, because you'd think someone that was playing Halo all the time would be good at it, but this dude was dying insanely fast. Like, he would spawn, die, spawn, die, spawn, die. And for someone that was apparently too stupid to know about Halo, my life was lasting longer than all three of his. Not because I'm an MLG pro gamer, I just like, I don't know, played like I had a brain in my head. But he starts getting pissed off about it and he's like, no, you're playing too long, this isn't fair, you have to make your lives last less long. And I look at him and I say, okay, well that doesn't seem fair. You said I can play like as long as my life's going. Why can I only have a certain amount of time now? And he knows there's not really an argument back because it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So then magically, he doesn't want to play Halo anymore. He says he's bored of video games. Let's go to his room. He doesn't want to play anymore. And he just turns off the Xbox and leaves. Doesn't wait for me to follow him, just walks out of the room. And now I'm really not too thrilled to be here. At least I could handle, like, going back and forth on Halo. But now I just have to pretend to hang out with the guy, not looking forward to it. Plus, who knows what he wants to go do. Alright, we're gonna play with airsoft guns. You stand there and I'll shoot you. And, uh, yeah, that's the game. So I stand up and I walk out and I see him walk into a different room. So I go into that room. And this must have been the room that him and his brothers, like, usually use as their play playroom because there's just toys everywhere and not even in a cool like oh dude you have so many toys way but in a way where it almost looked like it was just a hazard to walk anywhere it looked like a bomb had gone off and just left Hasbro shrapnel all over the floor it was just a disaster and he's like all right you're gonna help me find some of this stuff that we're gonna play with and I say okay well what are we looking for and he tells me that he has these Star Wars figurines that he really wants to play with, and uh, they're somewhere in the mess. 
and I look down at the ground, and when I say there's toys everywhere, it's probably like ankle deep in toys, most of this room. He tells me that there's 10 of them, and I should find them. So I'm looking for a needle in a haystack. There's basically a landfill worth of plastic here, and he wants me to dig through it. And I'm not opposed to it if we were gonna search together, whatever, fine, it sucks, but like, I'll help, I guess. So I start looking through all this stuff, and I realize pretty quickly that he's just standing there watching me look for it. So I say something, and I ask him, like, hey, are you gonna help me, or are you just gonna watch me look for it? And he says he doesn't really feel like looking. So I say, well, then I'm not gonna look, because I'm not gonna do it alone, which I thought was fair. But he starts stomping his feet all angrily, and is like, you need to help me, it's not fair, I haven't been able to find them in forever. And so I say, like, all right, tough crap, bro. I don't really care how long it's been missing. I don't want to help you look for it. And so he's all pissed off. Fine, then we're just going to go sit downstairs. I don't want to have to deal with this. And uh, I'm not going to protest anymore. I just know that arguing with him is going to be futile. There's no reason to fight with him because he's just dumb. So we go downstairs and our moms are hanging out and we're sitting down and we're just kind of like watching TV. And out of nowhere, he looks at his mom and just goes, hey. And she looks over, yes, honey? Get me a Hot Pocket now. And I'm kind of surprised at how he's talking to his mom, because I'm not saying that my mom was some drill sergeant that was like, you will address me as ma'am or sir. You will not talk back to me in any way, understood, private? But my mom definitely would not let me talk to her like that, especially in front of people. And instead of getting pissed off or being like, hey, don't talk to me like that, his mom just goes, oh, honey, I don't want to make you a Hot Pocket because I ordered pizza since they're over. And you would think that as a kid, pizza is one of the best dinners. It's up there. Macaroni and cheese, grilled cheese, pizza are up there as classics. Who would get mad at getting pizza? Especially compared to a Hot Pocket, I would rather have a pizza all day long. And I love me a good Hot Pocket. This is not a diss on them at all. I'm just saying comparatively, microwave Hot Pocket, fresh pizza. Microwave Hot Pocket, fresh pizza. If you think these scales are even, you gotta get it checked. But apparently pizza was the most offensive thing this guy could possibly imagine having to eat for dinner because he starts freaking out. And when I mean freaking out, like a toddler that just got told that he was not going to be able to watch any more Coco Melon for the day, just starts slapping the carpet being like, I want a Hot Pocket, I'm hungry, I want it now, I don't want pizza, I want a Hot Pocket. And I'm looking at him like he's crazy, and my mom's looking at me like he's crazy. And we're kind of both wide-eyed at this situation, because it's going down right in front of us, and his mom doesn't seem bothered. Based off his mom's reaction, you would have thought that this was just standard behavior for somebody finding out that they weren't going to be able to have a Hot Pocket. I don't know if she was cramming crack in it or what, but he was acting like he was fiending for these Hot Pockets. And his mom does try to reason with him, I'll give her that. Honey, I ordered the pizza. And he just snaps back even angrier. I don't care, moron, pizza isn't a Hot Pocket. And at that point, I was like, oh, okay, his mom is about to take him to his room and he'll probably come out sometime around his 18th birthday. That makes sense. If I would have ever looked at my mom in front of everybody that was at, like, my house and said she was a moron and if she didn't get in there and make me a Hot Pocket, I was gonna be pissed. I don't know, man. I might not be here. Like, I, I'm not saying my mom would, but I'm also saying I can't guarantee that I would still be here. But his mom acts like it's normal, like this is a daily occurrence and just goes into the kitchen 
takes something out of the freezer and plops it in the microwave. And from the sound of it, I'm pretty sure it's a Hot Pocket. I'm not confident, could also be a flatbread pizza. Either way, she's cooking something to try to calm him down, and I'm shocked, my mom is shocked, but this spoiled little turd has this triumphant look on his face like he's an evil genius who just cracked the code. Yeah, that's right, my mom's a dumb-dumb making me a Hot Pocket. But three minutes later, his mom comes out and she has a Hot Pocket on, like, a beautiful plate. And something about that made me laugh, because a Hot Pocket is just not gourmet food. I eat them, but let's be honest, if you're munching on a Hot Pocket, it's paper plate or, like, paper towel. You don't try to class up a Hot Pocket, because you're just diluting yourself. Ah, yes, the finest china, as you pick up the little cardboard thing and put it in your mouth. Like, no, I'm sorry, but she brings out the plate and he goes, thank you. Acting like he's the happiest kid in the world, dude. All that rage is gone. Calling his mom a moron three minutes ago, now he's got his hot pocket and he's chill, then he takes a big bite out of it. And I happened to see the inside of the Hot Pocket. And based on how much he had freaked out over the idea of having to eat pizza, I just assumed that it was not going to be the, like, pepperoni pizza Hot Pocket, because that would be insane. Throwing a fit of that magnitude, screaming at your mom, demanding she go make you something right now, because you don't want to eat pizza. But what she makes you is a pizza-flavored Hot Pocket. So I ask him, oh, what flavor is that? And he says, pepperoni pizza. And I, once again, just laughed because it was like, dude, you didn't want pizza. Now you're eating a pizza Hot Pocket? What sense does this make? And whatever, maybe they taste different. But to be screaming at your mom that she's a moron and then ask for something flavored like what you don't want to eat, I just didn't get it. But he gets defensive and starts trying to lecture me, educate me on how these Hot Pockets work. No, you don't understand. It's not the same as pizza because the ingredients are different. And I was young, but I wasn't even stupid enough to not buy that. And so I asked a follow-up question of like, okay, well, what's different on a pizza Hot Pocket than a pizza? Like, what makes them taste different? And he said, well, there's pepperoni, cheese, and sauce in the Hot Pocket. And I was like, yeah, well, that's on pizza, too. Keep in mind, I'm not very old or intelligent at that point, but even I have the brain power to realize everything in the Pizza Hot Pocket is on pizza. What do you think they, like, framed the Hot Pocket after? Hmm, let's make the exact same similar, exact same, let's be honest, ingredients, call it the Pizza Hot Pocket, but it has no relation to the actual food. What? Why would they have done that? And he just starts arguing with me back and forth about how somehow the ingredients are different and our moms are listening to this conversation and after a bit there's a knock on the door and his mom goes, oh the real pizza is here. So she goes, she gets the door, the pizza's there, she brings it in, we go into the kitchen, get our pizza, and then everyone just eats in silence. I don't know if his mom was just embarrassed of everything that had gone down and didn't know what to say or do while we were all eating pizza, and my mom and I definitely felt awkward. And as we are eating, it's really, really silent, and the only thing you can hear is the kid munching on his Hot Pocket being like, I love this Hot Pocket. Like, it was the greatest thing he's ever tasted. I still don't know why he did it, but I'm even more confused why his mom just went along with it. Woman, get in here and make me a Hot Pocket! Coming! 
Bro, if I screamed at my mom like that and told her to make me a Hot Pocket, you know, she might have tossed me in the microwave. Either way, after our very awkward meal, my mom was like, Oh, we've got to get going. Would you look at the time? And at the time, I thought we really had to get going. We had something to do. But in retrospect, I think my mom was just like, I want to get as far away from here as humanly possible. So we packed up and left, and as we're leaving, he walks over to me and he's like, Hey, I had a really good time today. We should hang out next weekend. And I looked at him and I was like, Oh, yep, we hung out. I don't know what good time he was having. Maybe I wasn't there for that. I was uh, hallucinating or something. But I'm pretty sure I had a horrible time and it was just very awkward. But whatever, we left, we got in the car, and we went home, and the entire drive, it was just silent, because I think my mom was embarrassed that she had taken me there, because I had kind of been like, I don't want to, no, you need to, and then it had gone like that, so I felt a little bit like, see, look, I told you so, and it's not great when your little kid gets an I told you so moment. This dude was like in his CSGO group and scammed one of their friends, so they all banded together to scam the scammer back. I thought it was a cool story time, can't remember the last time we did something like like this so I thought y'all would enjoy it so uh yeah without further ado let's get into it scammer gets scammed the person who sent this in to me was a really big CSGO player at the time and still is and uh, as you can tell from the gameplay I like CSGO too I think it's a great game but that being said, the skins can get a little bit pricey. You know, I know Valorant players love to talk about like, oh, a collection is so much money. You don't even want to know if you think those are expensive, what some items in CSGO can be going for. But it's a big part of the game. A lot of people have skins. A lot of people know about the skins and they can get insanely expensive. And this guy in his group played a lot of CSGO and they also had like jobs. So they would just play after work together and whatnot. So a lot of people in the group had some pretty valuable skins. I'm not talking about stuff that's, you know, like rare $100,000 blue gem case hardened AKs, but they would have knives that would be worth like six, $700. And uh, because they were all friends, they would kind of trade back and forth. Everybody was always kind of like, if you let me play with your thing, I'll let you play with mine. Or like if it was equal value that way you weren't getting scammed if they held on to your knife. But if you wanted to try something different, you could. So for example, if like Jim had a $300 knife Tony had a $310 knife they might trade for a week just to like play with each other's knives have a different skin and then trade back and the group was doing this for a while they had known each other for a long time and over time the more they traded back and forth they started to trust each other more and more and so it would be like okay yeah you can borrow something worth like a hundred dollars more than your item you're giving me because I trust you and we've been friends for a year and they were playing together like every day after work friends for a really long time and then one day the biggest collector who had the nicest skins said that one of the other guys was like going to borrow one of his knives that was worth somewhere around two thousand dollars and yeah that's a lot for a digital item but in the CSGO world that's not even in like the top one percent of most expensive knives so he was gonna let him borrow it in return for his like $500 knife and sure it was a little bit weird but he trusted them because they had been friends for like a year so the day comes, they trade the knife, and they play together that entire day. Everyone's acting normal. The guy's like, oh, it's so cool. You're letting me borrow this knife, and everything's fine. And then the next day, they wake up, and they see in the middle of the night that that guy had left the Discord server, had unfriended everybody, blocked everybody, and a few of them had, like, exchanged phone numbers and whatnot, and he had blocked everybody's phone number. And so it becomes very apparent that the guy, like 
just scammed his friend. And it was really brutal because like I said, it was like one of your best friends that you had talked to every day for a year just deciding to like steal from you when you were being a nice guy and letting him borrow something, even after you guys had traded items back and forth forever. And it's not like this guy had nothing. Like the guy who had scammed him did have $20,000 worth of CSGO skins. It's not like he needed to scam this dude to pay rent or something. He just robbed him. And immediately everybody in the group is insanely pissed off and they're like, dude, I can't believe he would do that. He really went undercover in our group for like a year to gain our trust just to steal some skins. Who like, who does that? And the guy who got scammed is insanely pissed because yeah, $2,000 is a lot of money to be scammed out of. But he was more mad with himself because he was like, well, I trusted the guy. So he couldn't go to Steam and say anything because he had sent the trade. So the guy had just really screwed him over. And the group that entire day was just talking about how they wish that they could get his knife back and how they wish there's something they could do. And finally, one of them is like, okay, well, what if we come up with a way to get all the items back? And he's like, well, what do you mean? What if one of us goes undercover to him and says that we're going to scam the rest of the group and we want some advice on how to do it because he just did it successfully. And over time, we'll build up his trust and eventually he'll send me the items because I'll cash them out and I'll just give everyone their skins back. And everybody is kind of like a little nervous because after somebody does that, it's not like you want to trust somebody with a plan like that. But they eventually agree that, yeah, all right, like, let's do it. Let's get our skins back. Or at the bare minimum, let's mess with him and waste his time. So one of them ends up finding a way to contact him that he hadn't blocked him on and was like, yo, I'm not mad. I think I'm going to scam the group and leave too. I'm going to get a lot of the skins. Can you tell me what to do? And this guy, like an idiot, takes the bait. Like, listen, you should never steal from your friends. I think it's stupid that he would ever steal from them, especially something so expensive. Like, that's just corny. But you especially should not be, like, messaging the people in the group bragging about it and then trying to help them get away with more robberies. Like, what's wrong with you, bro? No shame whatsoever. But they start talking back and forth, and uh, over time, they just kind of start to open up more about the scamming thing, because he thinks this other guy in the group is about to scam the rest of them. And I don't know if it was guilty conscious or what, but he's like, oh, it's nice to know that I wasn't the only person that saw how easy that group would be to, like, take the skins from, haha. -ha. Just totally self-reporting about how the entire time he had been their friend, it was basically to earn their trust. Because he's giving the guy in the group, who's just feeding all this information to the group, like, yeah, I didn't actually like anyone, I thought everyone was annoying, but I knew that if I got them to trust me, I could get their skins. Just total evil behavior, like Disney villain evil level behavior. Anyways, the time comes and the guy's like, okay, you need to trade me all your skins so I can tell them that I scammed everyone. And everyone's really nervous to do it. Because imagine they were just in cahoots the whole time and now his plan is to get all their skins and dip. And I don't recommend giving anyone your skins. Like, I'll be honest, if someone in your group gets scammed and they come up with a plan like this, I don't know that I would give my skins away. I'm not gonna lie. It's good for the story, like it ends up working out for them, but you never know if this person is just gonna cut and run with all the skins. But they send all of their skins to the undercover guy and so now he has all these skins and all together It's about $35,000 worth of CSGO skins and even though that's what they're worth if you were to cash out You would have to take a little bit of a discount probably just because like people don't pay real money for skins Incredibly often it does happen like it is a big economy, but selling $35,000 worth of skins for cash right away as fast as possible would never 
get you a little bit less than that. But he takes screenshots of all these skins and he sends it to the original scammer and is like, okay, man, look, I got all these skins. Isn't this sick? Look at how much I scammed them for. And the guy is hyped. Like he is stoked that this guy has managed to rob all of his friends that he had been hanging out with every day for the last year, just pretending to be their friend. I know I've said that a lot, but I just can't believe it, dude. He really said, I'm going deep undercover for some video game skins. And he's hyping him up. He's like, yo, that's the biggest scam I've ever seen. Congratulations, man. I've never had one that big, which implies that he has just been going from group to group scamming people. Like, this is what the guy did. So they weren't too thrilled to hear that. But whatever. He's like, what are you going to do with all the skins now that you got them? Are you just going to hold on to them and let them go up in value? Because at the time, the skin industry, not industry, skin economy, I don't know what you would call it. Like, skins were going up in value. They kind of fluctuate. But whatever, he's like, are you just going to hang on to him? And he said, no, I think I'm going to cash out. And cashing out, I don't know too much about it, but from the way this guy explains it, it's like if people scam skins and cash out, there's certain places where someone can like report it and whatnot, and it can cause issues, so not everyone cashes out. I don't know if that's how it works. I'm not claiming to be the expert here. But apparently, like, it was kind of a pain to cash out, especially this large of an amount. And um, the guy who originally scammed the dude for the $2,000 knife is like, oh, I want to cash out too, but I know people are watching the inventory and I don't want them to know where I cashed out at. And he says, well, dude, since we both scammed the same group, how about we make a deal? I'll cash out your skins for you and send you the money. And you would think, considering this guy is a scam artist who stole a $2,000 knife, that he would realize that if he sends this guy the skins, he's never going to get them back. I mean, he thinks this guy just stole $35,000 worth of skins from people he pretended to be friends with for a year. Why he would trust them is beyond me, but whatever. The guy is an absolute moron, and he's like, oh, that'd be so sick. Thank you. I've been wanting to cash out, but I haven't had the time to do it. And he promises him that he'll cash him out and he only wants like a 5% fee for doing all the work. And he's like, deal, no problem. And before the end of that day, that guy sends not only the $2,000 knife he had scammed, but starts sending over like all of these skins that he wants to sell. And it ends up being like another $5,000 worth of skins. So $7,000 to him to cash out. And so he sends the skins over, he gets them to his inventory. And like for the first three days, he pretends that he's trying to sell them and he's like oh man no one's buying no one's buying no one's buying and he's like oh it's okay someone will buy it eventually and finally on the third night he just unads the original scammer blocks him on everything and trades everybody back all of their items and so they get all of their items they're like yo this is sick and he even takes all the extra skins that the guy had sent him and distributes it amongst the group you know is like all right everybody gets a little bit because he sent even more and i know some people are going to be like oh it was mean but listen you know what else is mean pretending to be someone's friend for a year to steal their csgo skins and he didn't tell him to send more it wasn't like he was like send your entire inventory he just chose to send that all extra so whatever they distribute all the skins and whatnot and then what's really nuts is you think the guy would realize he got scammed and go ah oh, that's crazy i'm gonna leave them alone they're not a group to mess with they got me to send over all of my skins like let's just be even but no he unblocks the ones whose phone number he has and he starts sending them like threatening text messages 
And he was threatening them, being like, I'm gonna show up at your house unless you give me the skins back. Like, I'm serious, I will pull up to your house unless you give me my skins back. And I don't think he expected the response he got. The person that he decided to threaten the most lived in the same town as him, which is why I think he was like, oh, if I threaten to show up at his house, he'll give me it back. But instead, the guy, who happened to also be the guy he took the $2,000 knife from, said, okay, pull up. I mean, you had literally robbed this dude, man. What did you expect him to say? Like, he said, pull up, man. All right, you really want to fight me? You want to beat me up to get your skins back? Go for it. After you stole my $2,000 knife, please pull up to my house, which I don't recommend doing. But at the same time, it's funny how miraculously, as soon as he says, okay, show up and we'll fight, the tone shifts dramatically. And he's like, oh, I will show up to your house. I really will. Trust me, I'll do it. But if you give me the skins back right now, I'll give you this one time very limited special offer super limited I won't fight you if you give me all the skins back plus the knife I stole from you which I could get the argument for like give me back the stuff that I gave you guys extra I could understand that I really don't know where he's coming from by also demanding that they give him back the stuff he stole from them like hey guys listen it's getting a little bit out of control how about you give me all the stolen merchandise back and I go freely on my way with absolutely no consequences. Deal? Deal. I think that deal works out a little bit too good for you and not good for everybody else. So he says, no, I want to fight you. This is not going to be settled like this. And the guy who originally scammed the person from the group starts being like, I don't know what your issue is. Why do you have beef with me? And the guy he stole from can't believe what he's hearing. Like, what do you mean you don't know why I have beef with you? You literally stole something from me. Like, 100% confirmed. We know you stole it. Did you expect me to be cool with it? Like, thank you for robbing me? Aw, oh, dude. Aw, oh, seriously, thank you so much. Oh, I love not having my expensive items so much better than having it. Aw, oh, seriously, dude. You really freed me from that prison of owning expensive stuff. What did you expect the reaction to be? And he's like, whatever, go ahead and be dramatic and immature. Yes, he's immature for being mad at you from stealing from him. Stealing from him a very expensive item. I think the more immature thing is like destroying your friendships and robbing your friends for a CSGO knife. I understand that he was probably just pretending to be their friend the entire time, but you know what's really immature? Spending an entire year pretending to be someone's friend just so you can steal their CSGO knife. Like, think about how much dedication that is for such little reward. I understand CSGO items are very cool, but really think about it. A year of your life for, like, one item. Okay, whatever trade-off you want, da-da-da-da-da, go for it. But then he says the coup d'etat of the dumbest thing of all time. He says that he thought they were gonna let him get away with it because they would have understood that he had just outsmarted them. What? You thought that they were gonna hear that you robbed them and then be like, ah, he really outsmarted us, we're just cool with it now. I don't think that's anyone's attitude. I don't think, like, a museum with a super intense security system, if you broke in and steal all the paintings from the museum, they're gonna be pissed. I don't think they're gonna be like, wow, the dedication those guys had to stealing paintings was next level. I'll just let them get away with it. Obviously, this guy was gonna go through any means to get his stuff back. I think anyone would. Like, if you have the chance to get your stuff back from someone that stole from you, you're gonna take it. I think literally anyone in his position would have. 
But whatever, at that point, the guy who he had stolen from blocked him, just decided that would be the end of it, and they all blocked him. But to this day, every now and then, he'll, like, make a new account and hit some of them up, trying to be like, you guys still owe me my skins, and every time, they all just kind of mess with him. Like, let it go, dude. After try three of trying to get it back, you should realize it's never coming back. Overall, though, I would not recommend stealing people's CSGO skins or stealing their items in general, whether they be virtual or real. I just feel like stealing's not very swagged out. Alright, so the person who sent this in to me still lives at home, but they have an older sister that had gone off to college, and uh, they didn't really talk a whole lot when their sister was at college. Believe it or not, when you're in college, you got stuff going on, don't have a whole lot of time to be talking to the little siblings. They would talk from time to time, and one thing became very obvious, and it was that his sister was changing quite a lot. Obviously, anytime you're away from home for like the first time, you're gonna go through a lot of changes in life. Life just completely changes but she had gone from like this pretty uh, relatively cool sister that would make fun of him for being nerdy but would like support his interests and they could talk back and forth about things and have a good conversation to basically just every time they would talk she would lecture him and try to tell him that he was stupid and wrong and da 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 because she had become so enlightened and listen obviously when you go to college you're gonna learn things but one thing that's always bugged me is when people like uh, go to college for six months and then come back quoting Socrates like they've discovered the the cure for all diseases on the planet. Yeah, you're getting smarter, but you don't need to start lecturing me and telling me how to live my life and everything that I do is stupid. And especially one thing that she started to harp on was that she really didn't like video games because she gave this whole speech about how it was going to desensitize him to violence. And he was like, all right, one, I don't think video games desensitize you to violence. And two, I don't really play any video games that have violence. He must have been an Optimus fan because his favorite games was City Skylines, and last time I checked, there isn't a ton of violence in that game. I don't know. Maybe I missed something. Did they add, like, a zombies mode where you're in charge of civilization in an apocalypse? I don't think so. Either way, she would be like, you need to stop playing video games because it's gonna make you violent. And he would always say that he likes to play video games, he's not gonna quit them, and she should stop lecturing him about it. But it all changed when his sister came home from college because now she started trying to convince his parents that video games were like this evil thing. And she would just use super anecdotal evidence like, oh, my friend has a little brother who got so addicted to video games that he didn't go to college. And his parents were kind of like, okay, well, um, I don't think that your brother is the exact same as your friend's brother, so thankfully... I think that we're going to avoid that. And it's not like the guy who sent this in to me is some insanely addicted gamer who's like throwing his life down the drain to play video games. I wouldn't advocate for that. Like if you have an F in every single class, you have no prospects of what you want to do with your life after school. All you do is play video games. Okay, I can understand why that might be a problem. What do you want to be when you grow up, little Timmy? I don't know, level two, I guess. Like, all right, little Timmy's going to need some help here. Maybe we got to get him off the video game path and onto the productive member of society path. But the guy was flabbergasted why his sister was so adamant it was turning him into a loser because he had straight A's. 
He had made the varsity team at his school as a freshman the year before, so it's not like he's just out of shape from playing video games all the time. He really didn't know why she was so pressed about him gaming. And one night, his sister texts the family group chat and is like, tomorrow when da-da-da gets home from school, can we please have a meeting? I want to talk about something that I'm passionate about. And of course, his mom and dad are like, yes, of course we can. And he immediately knew something was up just because they didn't really do family meetings like this. It wasn't something that they had ever done before. And just based on the way that she had started to act, he knew it was going to be a lecture of some sort, probably related to him playing video games. Gotta try to get the Game Boy taken away. Oh man, I hate it so much. I've never understood why people get so angry at video games because like anytime someone has a problem with video games, it's not like video games are the problem. It's like, oh man, he spends all of his time procrastinating and playing video games. Well, if he didn't have video games, he'd probably still procrastinate. You know, I don't think the common denominator in all of this is Minecraft or whatever. But that was apparently what she blamed in his head. So that day at school, he texted his sister and he's like, what are you going to talk to mom and dad about? What's the family meaning? And she starts taunting him, saying that she was going to take matters into her own hands and prove to her parents once and for all that it wasn't good for him to be playing so many video games. And he better get ready to kiss his Xbox goodbye because it was going to be gone and just like prepare for that. And he is just confused on why she's so angry. She's turning into a Space Jam villain over this, trying to steal his gaming skills. Maybe that was the issue. She was just jealous that he had such a high rank in Valorant, so she set out to make sure that he would never be able to game again. If I can't be a diamond too, nobody can. But whatever, he tried to reason with his sister and be like, please don't do that. I like gaming. It's the way I relax. It would suck if you got it taken away. I have straight A's. I'm on a sports team. There's literally no reason for you to be trying to do this. And she just gave him this lecture about how when he was older, he would understand. She's only like three years older than him, which is a difference, sure, but not like enough to go, oh, when I was your age, I thought I understood the world. But alas, I was just a mere child. Like, okay, listen, do you know a little bit more? Sure. Are you so much smarter that you can be talking down to him like he's an idiot? Probably not. And then she just stops replying. So he starts getting ready for the argument when he gets home. He starts getting ready for defending himself. He's preparing for what she's probably going to say. And she had used the same argument a lot. So he's like, I just kind of have to prove to my parents that I'm not going to become more violent by playing video games, which should be pretty easy. It's not like he had a violent streak at all and he played a lot of video games. So something would have happened by now. And dude was just playing the crap out of Cities Skyline, which is just not a violent game. It's not like the guy was playing Doom and LARPing and being like, I wish I was in the universe where I could fight demons all day. No, he was city planning. As far as video games go, that's probably one of the better ones you can learn from. Hey mom, want to know how to organize a well-flowing uh, freeway? Like what is, ooh, watch out, he's going to get so violent when, I, I don't know, he can't build more medical facilities. Now that I've built the hospitals, I need to fill them. Like I've never heard anybody doing that in City Skyline. But uh, he gets home and his sister's like, all right, let's have the meeting. And his parents are already seeming annoyed, being like, all right, well, what is this about? We usually don't do family meetings like this. So is everything okay? Like, is it something serious? 
And they think that she's going to say something about school, like she's dropping out of college or something, because his dad says, like, you're not allowed to drop out of college. We've already paid too much money for it. And she's like, it's not about that. It's about your other child. I'm concerned for your son for one reason and one reason only, his over-reliance on video games as entertainment. Well, yeah, video games are entertainment. I don't know what over-reliance on a form of entertainment would be, but even then, he's just not playing video games 19 hours a day. Obviously, whenever he has free time, he likes to play video games, but he doesn't have a whole lot of free time. He's in a bunch of clubs, he's playing sports, he has school, which is like six, seven hours a day, I don't know, but he's not playing video games so often that he just can't function in a normal classroom. He's just sitting there, I, I need to play Minecraft. I can't do this homework. And his parents are like, well, why does it matter if he wants to play video games in his free time? And his sister says that she's glad that they asked that and starts to list all these uh, side effects of gaming. And the first one she goes into is how like of a study done, da 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 da, blah blah blah, which I don't think was real because I couldn't find it when I tried to Google it. Kids who play video games tend to have like 0.2% lower GPAs or whatever, which uh, I, I don't know how you would really measure that because I feel like most kids today have played a video game but whatever let's pretend that's true it's not true for him he has straight A's and so he points that out and says well even if that's true that's just not the case for me because I have straight A's and his parents kind of give him that they're like well that's a good point I don't feel like this has anything to do with your brother and she's like yeah he has good grades for now until the video games take hold what do you think this is some brain disease like the flood from Halo uh, everything was fine until the gaming took over my son. He went from straight A student to a creeper. A literal Minecraft creeper. Really out here talking about video games like it's like demonic possession. Everything was fine until he was possessed by Minecraft Steve. All the Minecraft kids I've ever talked about. Yeah, that's actually what happened to me. I didn't commit cringe. I was possessed by Minecraft Steve. Anyways, she launches into her second point, which was basically like that gaming is going to make him lack social skills. Which, maybe it's different for everybody, but I feel like, uh, social skills and gaming kinda go hand in hand in terms of, like, I would hang out and talk to my friends all the time playing video games. I'm not saying I never went out and, like, socialized, but I'm just saying that I don't feel like it hurt my social interaction. If anything, it made my ability to make small talk with, like, random strangers in a lobby a lot better. You know, like, hey, I don't think I've had, would have had so many chances to try to make friends with people in a video game lobby if I wouldn't have done it. And anything could be twisted to become antisocial. If you choose to play video games alone 18 hours a day and not talk to anyone, that's kind of weird. The same way that if you chose to build model trains for 18 hours a day and not talk to anyone, that would be kind of weird. I think it's just kind of weird if you completely isolate yourself to do a hobby and are like, no, I do not need human interaction, beep boop, beep boop. But once again, he points out that he has a lot of friends that he hangs out with, so none of this applies to him. And his parents are starting to get annoyed and are like, okay, I think this family meeting is done. And his sister was seriously insulted that they weren't taking her seriously. They were just basically letting her baby brother become some sort of nerd because she starts like stomping her feet like a toddler throwing a tantrum and says, no, we're not done yet until you tell him he can't play video games anymore. And his parents look at her and say, yeah, we're not going to do that. I don't really feel like any of the points you made make me want to ban him from playing games. 
Like, if you would have made some incredible points, maybe it would have been different, but nothing you said really makes sense when you're talking about your brother. And she just starts tearing up and being like, I just feel like it's not good for him to play these games and we need to ban all video games from this house. And she's tearing up, which doesn't make you more right. Like, I feel like a lot of people get that twisted in the last couple years. Just because something makes you emotional or you, like, really feel like it's not cool doesn't mean that it's necessarily, like, a, a bad thing. You could say that about anything. Oh, brushing your teeth is so not cool. I hate when people brush their teeth. I don't believe in dentists. It's all a conspiracy. Okay, well, brushing your teeth is still good for you. Like, even if you disagree and think that it's not. And just saying, I really want all video games banned from the house when they just told you it made no sense doesn't make it make more sense. And so his parents don't really budge on it. They're like, okay, well, you can be upset, but it's not going to change anything. And we kind of expected better from someone of your age. This is ridiculous. Which they weren't trying to make her upset. But keep in mind, this is like a college sophomore now crying because her parents won't ban all video games from their household because she said it makes people not have friends and her brother just doesn't have that problem. But she freaks out like, what do you mean by that? Or you're saying there's a certain way I have to act and like I can't be upset and passionate anymore and they're saying no it's not that you can't be passionate you're just kind of throwing a tantrum and trying to get your brother in trouble this is something that you guys used to do when you were like really little and you wanted the other person to get in trouble I think everyone's been there you know mom my brother hit me like just trying to get them in as much trouble as possible that's basically what she was doing and she just decides that she's gonna yell louder maybe that'll change their mind and she's like we just need to ban all games and at that at that point, the guy's mom is like, hey, stop yelling. The entire family is having a meeting. That's not going to happen. Yelling isn't going to make you get your way. And his sister is like, no, then I'll get my way some other how. And she gets up and leaves the room and everyone's just kind of sitting there like, well, that was weird. I don't know what her issue with video games is. And listen, his parents weren't like incredibly pro gamer. It's not like his dad had a gamer tag. His dad wasn't 10th prestige in MW2 or anything. They weren't gigantic fans of it. It was just like the anger and emotion with which she was so upset at her brother playing video games was crazy. And even his mom was just like, I don't know what's going on, but you don't need to worry about it we're not gonna ban your video games like it's okay so whatever they talk for a little bit and he goes up into his room and uh, he hears his parents go to talk to his sister because their rooms were next to each other and it just so happened the walls were pretty thin so he could hear like if someone was talking loudly in her room and he hears his parents being like, look, there's just no reason for us to take something away from him. I don't think there's any reason for that. And she just starts going off being like, well, I've tried to help. So now when he's a 45 year old man who lives at home and you have to take care of him, that's on you. And listen, I don't think there's a big correlation between liking video games and like living at home. Maybe 40 years ago. I don't know. Even then, I think that's stretching it. But like, I don't think people realize how many people play video games nowadays. I would say most people under the age of 25 played video games uh, at least a little bit in their childhood. Most people I know have a favorite video game, so like, I don't know, if playing video games means that people are going to be 45 living at home, then our parents' generation is in for a very bad time. I'm out of my parents' house, but uh... Yeah, don't live at home till you're 45. I would not recommend doing that. Not a very swagged out look. But he decides to say something just because he knows they'll be able to hear him. So he just loudly yells. He bets that he'll move out before she does. 
because he knows that when she gets back from college that she's not going to be able to get a job. And he was more talking crap, which is what you do to your siblings. He didn't really believe it. He knew that his sister was like relatively smart. She'd be okay. He just knew it would bug her. And sure enough, he hears, oh my God, stop eavesdropping. And his parents told him to stop, but he did. But uh, yeah, they never took away his game console. His sister to this day is very upset about it. And like once a month will be like, you guys should really take those things away from him. And his parents always go, no, we're not going to do that. And every now and then it still bursts into an argument. Overall, though, I guess uh, we should just ban all video games because some people don't like them. That's the rules. That's the way it should be. Just get rid of everything fun because one person said that they suck. Let's just roll with it. You know, everyone that plays video games instantly just turns into like a medieval witch, boils and all. Seriously, I just thought it was a pretty insane story time y'all would enjoy. So it's what we're going to be talking about today. So uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. All right, so this guy had a cousin that he hadn't seen in a while that was like one of those preppy, I'm just better than everybody type of people. You know, the types that like act like they belong to a yacht club, even though they've never been on a boat. They act like they own a private jet, even though they're like the last boarding group. Just the type of people that think they're better than everybody. And he hadn't seen this particular cousin in a while, mainly because he just didn't like to hang out with them. But on this particular day, his mom was throwing a family party, so everyone was going to be coming over. And uh, he had said hi to everybody and then with the permission of his mom had like gone back upstairs Just didn't really feel like hanging out maybe a little bit of an anti-social move But whatever he was just on his computer playing games with his friend when he hears a knock on his door And not wanting to be rude to any of the family that was over at his house He was just like all right come in hello Who is it and the door opens and it's his cousin and his cousin sits there with her arms folded for a second Just kind of staring at him and he's a little bit confused so he's like like, hi, how are you? What's up? And she says something along the lines of like, you need to come downstairs and hang out. It's boring down there. And uh, obviously he knew that like some of his cousins were going to give him crap for playing video games, but he didn't really feel like hanging out. So he says like, I don't really want to. And she says something like, come on, I never see you. Please come hang out downstairs. And uh, because they hadn't seen each other in a while, he says, all right, fine. I'll come downstairs. Just let me finish this game. And his cousin rolls her eyes and is like, fine, whatever, and uh, slams the door and leaves. And he thought it was a little weird that she slammed the door, but he thinks like, all right, maybe she wasn't prepared for how easy it is to close or something. Like you ever closed a door for the first time and accidentally slammed it? I I've done it a few times. Maybe it's that. But whatever, he finishes his game and he starts going downstairs. And as he's going downstairs, he hears the cousin that had just been knocking on the door to his room, talking very loudly to the family, just going off about how he's so pathetic and she can't believe that he was playing video games when his family was here and that like he might as well just go ahead and uh, commit to being single forever now because there's no way a girl would ever like a guy who plays video games and he was just confused because he thought he had been nice by saying I'll be down after this game so he goes around the corner and says something along the lines of like you know I can hear you right thinking that his cousin would be a little bit embarrassed and be like oh my gosh sorry I didn't know you were right there he didn't like that she was talking trash but whatever thought she'd be apologetic. But when he says, you know, I can hear you, she says, good, I wanted you to hear me. And he's like, what's your problem, man? I was just playing video games. It's something that I like to do. Why do you hate it so much? 
And she says that, you know, no girls are ever going to like a guy who plays video games. Which, listen, I just don't think that's very true. Like, especially nowadays, bro. Every dude just plays video games. If girls never liked anyone that plays video games, like, most of the population is off limits at that point. I'm not saying everyone's, like, some insane gamer that's addicted to video games. But if anyone ever having touched a video game controller puts them on the do not date list, that's a very long list, you know? Either way, he was kind of like, all right, well, if no one wants to date me because I have a hobby that I like, well, then I guess no one wants to date me. Like, I don't want to be with somebody that's going to demand I change anyways, which might be a little bit too much of a practical answer to the question. I feel like when someone's just being so dumb like this, just saying things that make no sense, you shouldn't really respond nicely. But he's trying to make a good point and be like, yeah, well, if somebody demands I give up something that I love, they're not a very good partner in the first place. And then she starts going off about how he used to be such a cute kid, but ever since he had started playing video games, he had just been getting uglier and uglier. Which one? Damn, rude, bro. Like, imagine you haven't seen your family member in forever. You see them, and the first thing you say is that they've gotten a lot uglier since the last time you were around. I understand some families, like, have that type of relationship, but usually if you're roasting your family members like that, it's because you're close to that person, you know? You spent time with them a lot. He hadn't seen this lady in forever, and she's just going off about how he's ugly, and so he's like, like, all right, well, that's your opinion. It'd be kind of weird if you thought I was attractive anyways, because you're my cousin. And she starts saying about how seriously, though, gaming is going to make him ugly, which I've never heard of. I've never heard of, like, any hobby that's literally going to make you uglier. Like, sure, are there hobbies that aren't good for your health or people deem unattractive? Yeah. But I don't think that, like, literally playing video games will turn you into some troll living under a bridge. Like, I just don't think that's going to happen. And especially to just be like, ah, oh, yeah, playing video games 100% turns you uglier. In that case, bro, I am muy muy feo. And his family members at that point kind of tell his cousin, okay, there's no reason to call him ugly. He's not ugly. Like, that's a little mean. And his cousin is trying to be all like, I'm the boss around here. So she tells those family members to shut it because she knows what she's talking about. And listen, I feel like the more somebody just tries to uh, remind you that they're definitely an expert and they definitely know what they're talking about, the less they're an expert and the less they know what they're talking about. I'm just saying, every time I've talked to someone who's like insanely knowledgeable on a subject, they don't need to remind me that they know a lot about the subject because they just know a lot about it and it's obvious. Yeah, no, I'm something of an ugly expert myself. Well, how did you become an ugly expert? Are you ugly? Or on top of that, like, it's just a very weird thing to say that you can 100% confirm video games make you uglier. Like, how did you even measure that, bro? Did you have someone play video games for 40 days straight and then just, like, have people rate them? I don't know. I don't think there's anything good about playing video games 40 days straight either. Either way, at this point, the subscriber who sent this in to me stands up for himself a bit and says, like, well, I'd rather have fun doing what I like and be ugly than have an ugly personality like you. Which is a pretty good zinger, you know? It's a pretty solid comeback, especially if she's gonna be calling you ugly, say that you're a loser, all that. You get to roast her back. And he didn't even say she was ugly. He just said she had an ugly personality. And she gets all offended and was like, do you have any idea how rude that is to say to somebody? Which is hilarious to me. Oh, 
yeah, it's so rude that he said you have an ugly personality. After you had just decided to say that he had gotten so much uglier and he might as well get ready to die alone because no one was ever going to like him. I mean, listen, I'm not saying he should have said you had an ugly personality, but if you compare the two, I don't think it's very comparable. Like, if this was a teeter-totter, your insult would be stuck on the ground and his would just be sky high, you know? Because, like, it's, it's not weighted equally here. But whatever, he says something along the lines of like, how am I being rude if you practically did the exact same thing? Like, your insults were even worse. And she says that it's different because he's younger than her and he needs to respect his elders because his elders have more valuable opinions. And here's the thing, I've heard that a lot, respect your elders. And I do think there's something to be said for like, all right, uh, a 45-year-old person has more life experience than you. But the cousin that's telling him that he needs to respect his elders because they know better is literally only like six months older than him. And that's always pissed me off, even if someone's like a year older than me. Oh, I know so much better than you. A year? A year, man? Like, if you don't have at least five years on me, I don't want to hear, in my experience, come out of your lips. And especially if you're only six months older than me, there is no respecting my elders, bro. You just got lucky that your mom had you like three months earlier than she did me. And at that point, more of the family kind of laughs at his cousin because they think it's absurd too that she's telling him to respect his elders even though she's only like six months older than him. And she gets mad and asks them what they think is so funny. And one of his uncles says something along the lines of like, you're acting like you're so much older than him and you have so much more life experience, but you're only like six months older. And his cousin, true to form, just being entitled and out of touch, says something about how like six months is a lot of life and she's learned a lot of things in the last six months. Which, listen, I'm not saying that she hasn't learned a lot of things in the last, last six months, but come on, that's not enough time to like gain some insane wisdom compared to somebody else. If you guys are going through the exact same circumstances and you're just six months older, you don't know, like, a, an entire old book of wisdom more than this person. That's just ridiculous to think. But his uncle kind of says, like, no, it's ridiculous. And his cousin decides to start going in on the uncle, and she goes, oh, have you been playing video games? And the uncle is like, no, why? Kind of a weird question, but whatever. And the cousin looks at him and says, because you've gotten quite a bit uglier, too. And at that point, he's like, whoa, you can't talk to me like that. Like, if you want to insult your cousin back and forth, that's one thing which I disagree with, but you're not going to talk to me like that. I'm going to go tell your dad what you said. And she says, go ahead. Her dad's been playing video games and looks like crap too. And like, damn, bro, why are you so mad at everybody? I feel like even if I saw my uncle and he was a lot uglier than before, I don't care because it's my uncle. And like, and even if he was uglier, it's kind of rude to remind somebody of that. Like if you see someone and they look a lot worse, just keep your mouth shut. Don't look at him and go, oh, you are ugly, man. Like that. That's just kind of rude. Even if they've gotten substantially uglier. No need to say that they've gotten substantially uglier. Anyways, the uncle she was roasting goes to tell her dad that she's being, like, insanely mean, and as soon as he leaves, she turns back to the subscriber and starts saying that, like, she knows video games are making him ugly, and she can probably even guess what game he's playing because he's gotten so ugly. And, uh, obviously he's pretty curious because, like, apparently he's being ugly, but I've never heard of certain games doing certain things. Like, oh, you can tell this guy's addicted to Valorant because, uh, he started looking like Yoda. Like, what is it, man? Man, how do you tell which game someone's getting addicted to? 
But whatever, he's like, all right, yeah, what game am I addicted to? And uh, he did play a lot of CSGO, like a metric butt-ton of CSGO, whatever you're imagining in your mind, as to what a CSGO player is supposed to look like, but his cousin starts saying that, like, obviously he plays World of Warcraft and she can tell because da-da-da-da-da, and starts listing about everything that she finds ugly about him, which, man, if you are, like, a, an insecure person, having your relative just go off about, like, oh, you're your eyes are too far apart, your nose is weird, that would suck, but this guy really didn't care, he hadn't seen this particular cousin in forever, and even then, he really didn't care if his cousin thought he was ugly. Because, I mean, let's think about it, unless you're planning on having some sweet home Alabama, your cousin thinking you're ugly literally means nothing to you, like, alright. But what made it even funnier is she was so confident that she was roasting him and was like, and that's why you should quit World of Warcraft. Only issue is, dude didn't even play the game in the first place, so she goes on this rant and he starts laughing at her, and she's like, what's so funny about the fact that you're throwing your life away and you're gonna die alone. And he's like, well, with the confidence you were talking about how you know so much about video games and how they make people uglier, I expected you to at least be able to guess what game I play. And she's like, what do you mean? And he says he's literally never played World of Warcraft. And instead of just being like, oh, never mind, she starts doubling down saying that she knows that he plays World of Warcraft just based on how he looks. Which I've literally never heard someone say that before. Like, oh, you look like a Call of Duty guy. How do you even look like a video game? But even then, if the person says, no, I don't play Call of Duty, it's really weird to me to go, no, you definitely do. Quit messing with me, man. I know a Call of Duty player when I see one. At that point, though, her dad comes into the room and is like, why are you insulting all your family members? What's going on? And she starts going off about how it's family's job to push family to be better and how, you know, if it wasn't for family being honest, no one would ever know these things, da-da-da-da-da, which, listen, sweet and sentiment, right? Your family's got to support you and uplift you and, and make you improve and be honest with you because no one else will. Like, it's a good message, right? The only difference is I feel like there's a way to uplift your family members be supportive and point things out without just being as rude as humanly possible. Like, if someone was mad addicted to video games playing 19 hours a day, I can understand why you would want to say something to maybe get them away from doing that all the time. But the way you do that isn't by going to them and being like, hey, you're so ugly. Oh my god, wow, you are really ugly. It looks like you were in a terrible biking accident like Lance Armstrong where you just drug your face on the asphalt like it was against a cheese grater. My goodness, quit the video game. I don't think that's gonna make anyone be on your side. No one's gonna hear that and be like, you know what, that's really reasonable. I can't wait to live life the way you suggest. It's just mean. There's no reason to do it. But she's going off about how apparently it's helping her family. And the uncle she insulted is like, yeah, well, it doesn't really help the family at all if you just start degrading their interest and saying they're ugly. And she laughs and says that they have to get thicker skin. Keep in mind, this is the person who was getting insanely upset when anything was said about them. But uh, as soon as she said they needed to have thicker skin, the subscriber who sent this to me said, Oh, okay, well then, you're a loser and you don't have any real friends. Why do you always have to hang out with family? Because, well, uh, if you're gonna say that everyone needs thicker skin, then you should be able to take insults too, right? And immediately, she's like, Why would you say that? You know I'm sensitive about the fact that my friends don't like to hang out with me anymore. What's wrong with you? And the subscriber's like, what? I thought you just said that being thick-skinned was important. Maybe your friends don't hang out with you because you're un 
unbearable, which definitely was mean, but at this point, insults are being hurled back and forth. And she starts freaking out, and she's like, I'm gonna beat you up, da-da-da-da-da, and starts going for him. And he's laughing, because he thinks it's hilarious. But the rest of the family doesn't, and so they break them up, and they're like, guys, calm down, calm down, not at grandma's. Which I think is a very funny way to say that, like, not at grandma's. So if it was anywhere else, then throwing down would be perfectly cool. If we were in a public park, we would let you fight to the death, but we're at grandma's, alright, let's keep it together. Anyways, as the family is separating them, she's just screaming about how he's ugly on the inside and the outside, and the subscriber is still laughing. And is like, hey man, at least I can change what I look like. Your personality's ugly, you can't change that. And that's why your friends don't want to hang out with you. And listen, of course at this point he's just trolling, and I'm not saying it was the nicest thing he could have ever done in the world, but trolling somebody that's been insulting you, I feel like is pretty fair to just start messing with them and pushing their buttons. I'm not saying I would recommend it, YouTube, if you're watching this, keep this video monetized, but y'all know what I'm saying. If somebody's messing with you and you mess with them back, that's even. That's not an unfair balance or anything. Anyways, since then, he hasn't seen this cousin, but I just thought it was a pretty funny story time. Let me know in the comment section down below what type of ugly you are. Are you Valorant ugly, CSGO ugly, Skate 3 ugly? What's your uh, game look going for? Back in my childhood, I don't think I've ever told this one before. It's about a time I was playing Airsoft with a group of my friends and one of them kept cheating. So uh, I decided to teach him a little bit of a lesson. Overall, it's a pretty funny story in my opinion. Hopefully you guys will enjoy it. So uh, without further ado, let's go. So when I was like a, a sophomore, junior in high school, me and my friends had gotten into playing airsoft. For those of you that don't know what it is, like here in the States, we have these toy gun things that shoot these like plastic pellets and they sting a little bit when they hit you, but you can kind of shoot them at each other and have fun. I would say they hurt less than paintball. Like I wouldn't want a kindergartner running around shooting other kindergartners with it type of vibe, but like, you know, we were 15, 16 years old. If we decided to just have a little bit of a war, it was what we were going to do. And a bunch of my good friends Friends, a bunch of friends in my neighborhood had all gotten into it and we kind of lived on like the outskirts of town at the time ever since then they've built a crap ton of houses but we used to kind of live on this little spot where it was just a bunch of desert behind us so uh, after school we'd finish our homework grab the airsoft guns run out in the desert and just kind of shoot the crap out of each other and it was really fun and for the most part we played on the honor system because you really can't tell if you hit someone you know like you think you can see it hit them but there's not a mark it doesn't leave paint or anything so for the most part you're playing on the honor system if you get hit you're just supposed to say I got hit and uh, usually people were pretty good about it because it did hurt and if you were cheating then like people would just keep shooting you so for the most part everyone would just kind of raise their hand and say they were out and uh, one weekend, a bunch of friends that I was friends with came over and they brought their our airsoft guns, sorry. And uh, we decided that we were going to go play in the desert. So I went around to the rest of the kids in the neighborhood who played and I rounded everybody up. And we had probably about 20 people that were going to go play in the desert, like a pretty solid group, 10v10. It was gonna be really fun, so we all get everybody out there. And uh, on the way out to the desert to play, everyone's talking about how, you know, since there's more people, it's gonna be a little harder to tell when people get hit. So, like, seriously, just call your hits, don't cheat. 
and uh, everyone is saying like, oh yeah, obviously we're not gonna cheat. And listen, I didn't think anybody was, and to be honest, it doesn't make sense for them to admit it. Like if they were gonna cheat in the game, it's not like they would take the chance to go, yeah guys, I'm still gonna cheat regardless. Like we just wouldn't have played with them. So obviously the person who was cheating is like, nah, I'm not doing that. Either way, we get out there, you know, agree to not cheat, split up into teams. We pick the teams and it ends up being about 10 v 10. So we say we're gonna go about 500 yards away from each other so we're walking out there and all 10 people on my team are like this is gonna be awesome it's gonna be so much fun where we had gone in the desert had a bunch of different like topography Usually the desert's pretty flat, but where we had gone, there was a bunch of berms and ravines and whatnot, so there was actually places to hide, and there was, like, big rocks, so we were gonna have ourselves a pretty good time running around out here, uh, uh, playing airsoft. So we get about 500 yards away from each other, and we can't see each other very well, and so someone on my team calls someone on the other team. Like, that's how far away we were from each other. And he asks if they're good to go, and he's like, yeah, we're good to go, man, come on, what are you, think I am, an idiot? Like, oh, dude, of course we're ready to go. Just very intense for no reason and my friends like all right well then let's go so the game's officially started a bunch of people are kind of breaking off into different groups and whatnot and I see this kind of tallish berm over to my right and uh, I don't know why I decided to run over there but I just start running over there and it takes me a bit and as I start to go up the berm I look back to my left and I see everyone in my team has kind of gotten to this like ravine and this other berm that was on the other side and they're looking over and starting to like yell and communicate with each other and as I start to go up the berm I can see over where they are and I see that there's even more of their team the other team coming towards those guys and they're also hiding behind ravines and berms and it's starting to look like everyone's kind of dug in and just kind of shooting at each other. And this is when it can get kind of awkward and turn into a stalemate because no one can actually run across the open field towards the other side when everyone's got good cover, you know? But uh, I realized that from my berm, I can kind of get on top of the berm and run alongside it and get behind the other team. So I decide to do the ultimate flank maneuver, you know, go full Call of Duty mode, and I just start running along this berm. But I'm still watching them fight back and forth, and I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty cool. I've never been to, like, any crazy airsoft events. I've seen footage on YouTube of ones where they have, like, MRAPs and Hummers and whatnot, and everyone's just like, it's a 300 v 300 game. That looks nuts, but this is the biggest airsoft game I was ever a part of, alright? And it looks like the beginning of a Battlefield game, just like all these people running at each other and whatnot. But I'm just kind of keeping an eye on it as I go down this berm, and eventually I get to this point in the berm where I'm kind of diagonally behind the other team. And I see two of the friends that had come over to my house to play sitting in a bush about 30 yards in front of me. So obviously, I know that they don't see me, I see them, so I do what you do in an airsoft war or a nerf war, and so I shoot one of them. And the second I hit one of them in the back, I duck below the berm, so that way when he turns around, he won't see me. And uh, I'm just hoping he calls himself out. And the first guy I hit calls himself out. He says, I don't know where I got hit from, but I got hit. And we had a few respawns, so he just has to walk back and he can come back. So he starts walking away, and when he's past the point where he's going to see me, I pop back up, and I start shooting my other friend who's also behind that bush. And I know that I can hit him, because I had just hit the other guy who had called his hit. 
and I watch the first bullet, like the way the light was, I can see like the, the BB, the white of the BB, the plastic, like reflecting and I watch it go and hit him in the back and I watch his body react like he just got hit in the back, right? Like he does like a, ooh, like a little pinch on his back thing. But he doesn't call himself out and I'm like, all right, maybe he doesn't know what it was. So I'll just hit him one more time and like he'll probably call it. So I shoot him a second time. Same thing. I watch it go hit the same spot on his back. And this time I know it hits him because he like jumps up from being crouched and turns around and looks. And I don't know how he doesn't see me, but somehow he doesn't see me and he looks for a little bit, turns back around and keeps shooting. And now I'm like, oh, this guy's cheating. I know I've hit him twice. He's just not gonna call his hits. And so I decide I'm gonna give him one more. I'm gonna double tap him and that should really make him know. I'm gonna give him one more chance before I start calling him out for cheating, right? So I pop back up and I go doof doof and those two hit him in the back. This time he gets up and he yells out like, where are you? And listen, man, that's not really how the game works. I'm not about to reveal my position that I just got Mr. Flank a lot over here after running 500 yards. I'm not about to tell you where I am. So now I know he knows he's getting hit. So I'm just waiting for him and I pop back up and he's turned back around and is in the bush. So now I've hit this dude with four BBs. He's called out because he knows someone's behind him and he's still just not going to call himself out. So I decide at this point, I've got two options. I can either yell out that I know you're cheating, start an argument, all this stuff, and then like, you know, probably get shot by everyone else on his team because I'm really close to them compared to the rest of my team. Or, or I can do something that's going to force him to call himself out. We had made another rule before the game started that we just were not going to use fully automatic. Airsoft guns can shoot really, really fast fully automatic and like it's just kind of a pain in the butt. So we had a rule that we were just going to play with semi-auto so that way no one would get like overshot. But since this guy's not calling his hits, I figure that the only thing that I can do is to hit him with BBs until he decides to call himself out, right? So I flip my gun into like fully automatic mode. Keep in mind, it's shooting plastic BBs. Like it's going to hurt, yeah, but it's not like it's going to leave like a ginormous mark. Everything's gonna be okay. And I pop back up and I look at my friend and I just open it up, man. I'm like, and uh, I just see the stream of BBs. Like when you shoot really fast in an airsoft gun, you can kind of see like the stream of all the BBs going towards him, just the plastic BBs. And I watch them and I kind of pull it like up his back and it goes up his back and he stands up and just starts screaming, ow, 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 I'm hit, I'm hit, I'm hit. And I yelled out like, oh, I couldn't tell because I just couldn't resist. And he looks up at me and goes, you've been hitting me? And I said, yeah, and you haven't been calling it. So are you out now? and I'm still holding the trigger this entire time. And he's like, yes, stop. And in the amount of time it took for that to happen, I had probably shot like 100 BBs, which listen, overkill, absolutely. In retrospect, if I could do it again, would I have shot him that much? Probably not, like it was unnecessary. But at the same time, cheating was unnecessary and I'm just doing what I gotta do, you know what I mean? Like if you would have just called yourself out, I would have never had to use full auto mode. But whatever, he says he's out and he starts walking. At that point, the rest of his team obviously sees me because I just like yelled out. So I get hit and I come off the berm to start walking back. And as I'm walking back, he walks towards me and he's like, what was your problem, bro? Why did you do that? And I'm like, man, come on. Like, you know, I, I gave you a bunch of chances to call yourself out. Like I was hitting you in the back and you just wouldn't do it. So I just like full autoed you. And he's like, yeah, but we agreed to no full auto. You broke the rules. 
And I'm like, yeah, man, but you know, you broke the rules by not saying you got hit. Like, I'm not disagreeing with you that I also broke a rule here, but uh, I broke a rule because you were breaking a rule. And he's like, well, that doesn't make it right, which fair enough, it doesn't. But I also feel like you can't get mad at me for using full auto when you weren't calling yourself out, you know? They just kind of cancel each other out. And I was going to let it slide. Like, at that point, I thought it had been all good. I wasn't going to be like, oh, you cheated. At that point, I didn't care. I feel like I had gotten my point across and it was kind of funny but yeah he was mad at me for a bit he like didn't talk to me for the rest of the day he was all ignoring me he was very angry at me and he did get over it he was still like one of my very very good friends an absolute g of a guy but that day he was a little pouty about it and after that i never saw him cheat at any other game after that man like even board games and stuff he's usually by the book so uh maybe that's the only time he ever tried to like cheat in any game and he just got full autoed in the back like i said i wouldn't do it again i just thought it was a pretty funny story and I feel like basic hygiene should be basic, but for this guy's roommate, it just went right over his head. It was like it was the most complicated concept he could have ever thought of. Why would I want to smell good? From what I understand, the animal kingdom works like this. The more the ladies can smell your pheromones, the better. Yeah, maybe if we were still cavemen, bro, but these days I don't think B.O. is going to be helping you out if you're trying to pick up the ladies. Anyways, I just thought it would be funny, so without further ado, let's get into it. Alright, so the person who sent this to me was a little bit confused when they got to college, and for the first, like, three days they were there and staying in their dorm room, they hadn't met their roommate yet. Everybody else in the dorm, like, there was multiple rooms to a dorm, and each person shared their room type of situation. Everyone else had their roommates there, they were starting to get to know each other, he had made friends with some of the people in his suite, but his roommate wasn't there yet. And one day, he comes back from class and he sees this dude, like, moving all of the stuff from his side of the room to the other side of the room and had a bunch of stuff that was, like, being unpacked where his stuff used to be. And he's immediately confused because he just assumed that when this roommate got here, he was gonna take the open desk and the open bed, so coming back to this guy going through his stuff and moving it all was a weird first impression. And so he asks him, like, hey man, what are you doing? Can you not go through all my stuff and touch it? And the guy looks at him, almost annoyed by his presence, and is like, I don't sleep on the right side of the room, okay? I can't believe you would have thought that I would have let you sleep on this side. And right off the bat, he's not too enthusiastic about this guy being his roommate, and he says something to him like, well, if you would have been here on the first day, we probably could have figured that out, but you've been missing for the first, like, four days of school. And his roommate looks at him and is like, is there going to be a problem for my attendance? And of course, he's like, no, I'm not trying to be your mom. I don't care if you go to school, but it's just a little rude to come in and start moving all my stuff around and saying, you can't believe I thought I was going to have that side of the room because I didn't know who my roommate was going to be. And whatever, his roommate kind of like looks him up and down very judgmentally and says, sorry, well, I'm going to be on this side of the room. And off rip, he kind of gets the vibe that this guy is going to be very, very bossy. That's probably the worst thing you could have in a roommate is someone that just thinks they're like smarter than you and they should be in charge of everything. But whatever, he's trying not to make it too dramatic, so he just starts moving his stuff from his side of the room to the other. It's not that he wanted to, he just thought like, maybe they got off on the wrong foot, it was the first time they had met. So fine, he moves his stuff. And the entire time he's moving his stuff from that side of the room to the other side of the room, he's trying to talk to this guy. They're going to be roommates. They're going to live together. You might as well, like, try to see if you have anything in common. And it's like pulling teeth without anesthetic, bro. This guy is having none of it. He's just being super judgmental. Every time that the person who sent this to me would say something about themselves, he was like, um, 
Yeah, that's not what I'm into. Sorry, I'm a little more sophisticated than that. Just being insanely rude. And then at the end of the day, after they're like moving all their stuff around, he says something about how he's going to design a chore chart for the dorm. And there was eight people in the dorm, but four rooms to the dorm, if that makes sense, like their little apartment suite thing. So he tells everyone that he's gonna set up the chore chart just so they can divide chores and whatnot. And they hadn't done that yet. And he's like, all right, the guy's gonna be bossy, but if he gets us organized and makes a chore chart that works for everybody, more power to him, it makes our life a little easier. So he's thinking, ah, I might've been too hard on the guy. It was probably just a weird first impression. He might not just be sociable, but at least he's organized. And then the entire suite, like the little apartment, gets a taste for just how bossy this guy was going to be and why he was so insistent on planning the chore chart himself. When they sit down and start going over this, wouldn't it be super bizarre that the person who made it isn't on it at all? It's just everyone else doing all the dishes and all the vacuuming and all the cleaning and all the stuff that sucks. And he's just got absolutely no chores. And it's obvious to everybody looking at it that he's not on it at all. It's not like they're idiots. So they pointed out to him, they're like, well, why do you think that you have to do no chores? And he does the scoff. You know the scoff when someone just can't believe how stupid what they just heard was? Like the, uh. He does that and says, well, obviously I put in all the hard work making the chart so it would be unfair for me to have to do the chores too. Is that how it works? You just have to make the chart and you don't have to do any of the work? Like, so if I'm a boss, as long as I tell my employees to show up to work, I don't have to do anything other than that? That's sweet. Obviously, all of his roommates that share this apartment with him are not down for that, though, and they start telling him, like, yeah, that's not gonna work. You're gonna have to redesign this. Everyone's gotta do equal work. We're not gonna be your butlers and just pick up after you. And if you really think making the chart was that hard, then we'll make one without you. Like, don't worry. And as soon as they said they were going to make a chart without him, he starts getting really pissed off, saying that there's no way that they were smart enough to make a chart that was as good as his. And I love how he loves his chart because he doesn't have to do any of the work, you know? He's like, you will never make a chart as good as mine. Yeah, maybe for you because you don't have to do any of the work, but I guarantee you they're probably able to make a more fair chart. And it also just goes to show that he thought his roommates were stupid. Like, you guys are all in college. I'm pretty sure you're all capable of making a chore chart. I, I don't think that's some crazy highbrow. Oh, you don't even get to that until you've got your master's degree. But he starts getting really mad at them, saying that they're not going to change the chart. He doesn't understand why he was going to have to do any chores. Making the chart should have been more than fair enough. And he goes over, sticks it on the fridge, walks into his room, and closes the door. And I don't know if in his mind that meant conversation over. Everyone just had to go with what he said because he closed the door. So they just go up and they take the schedule down. They make their own chore chart that they put up. And he doesn't say anything about it, so they assume that he had just decided to let it go and go along with the new chore chart. And for a little bit, everything kind of goes back to normal. But that's the first impression. He doesn't want to do anything. He expects everybody else to do the hard work. He thinks he's smarter than everybody. And you would think if he's got that type of attitude, if he's going to be so insistent on a chore chart and cleanliness and making sure everything's done the right way, that he would be a neat freak. You would think that this guy's side of the room would be spotless. He would be out there like Mr. Clean himself with a magic eraser every single day from noon to 5 p.m. trying to clean stuff. But no, for someone that was so bossy and insistent on everyone else being clean, the guy was an absolute slob. 
Over that next week, he just like absolutely trashed his side of the room. I'm talking about piles of like food bags, you know, he would go down to the food court, get food, bring it back, and instead of throwing away the leftover trash, he would just put it all into the bag and then set the bag and stack them up. And it's not like, you know, one or two bags. I'm talking 15, 16 bags that still have food in them just rotting away because he didn't feel like throwing it away. And it gets so bad that the bags start falling over onto the person who sent this to me's side of the room. And the smell is overwhelming. There's like flies everywhere. And that's not the only mess. He also decided to take that approach with his dirty clothes. And I feel like everyone's been in like th that type of mindset before where you just throw your clothes on the ground. But if you have a roommate, you really can't do that. And eventually you got to pick it all up, right? This guy just weeks of just clothes on the ground. And it was almost like he was wearing more clothes a day than he even should have. Because over the course of a week, it looked like there was weeks of clothes on the ground. He didn't even know where all the clothes were coming from. It was just dirty clothes. And so that smell starts to stack up. I don't know if you guys will know what smell I'm going to try to describe, but you know when it just starts to smell stale? Like the entire room just starts to smell like it hasn't had any freshness in months. That's what was going on. Febreze probably could have used their room for a commercial when like they put the blindfolds on, they walk into a disgusting room. Do you smell anything? No. See? The power of Febreze. So he decides that he's going to ask him to pick up. He remembers the freak out he has over the chore chart, but it's getting bad. The smell's getting overwhelming. So he's like, listen, man, our room's getting really gross. I don't feel comfortable bringing people over. The smell's starting to get too much for me. Like, I can't even do my homework because my eyes are watering when I come back from class. And he looks at him and completely seriously goes, well, why would I clean up? Isn't the maid going to come do it? Yeah, not how college dorms work, buddy. I don't think the maid is on staff. So he starts explaining to him that college dorms don't have a maid. And when he's explaining that there is no maid, the look on the kid's face is like he started speaking another language. Imagine you had like a magic device in your ear that automatically translated everything, but it died halfway through a conversation with someone speaking Dutch. And you just started hearing something you don't get. Like that's the look on this guy's face. What do you mean there's no maid? Like, wait, what do you mean that there's no maid that's gonna come clean up our stuff? Are we supposed to clean stuff up ourselves? Like, that's what we're supposed to do? And he's completely serious when he says that. He's shocked at the fact that he might have to clean up his own room. He had never even thought about this before. The fact that one day his room's not going to just magically be clean... This guy's parents did him so dirty, he didn't even understand how his house got clean. Like, he really thought there was just some magic Harry Potter technique that just comes and picks stuff up. Everybody's just got a maid. And so when he says, what, we're just supposed to pick it up ourselves, the person who sent this to me kind of confirms it. Like, yeah, we have to pick it up ourselves. No one's going to clean up after us. And he starts going off about how he's never done that before and he doesn't even know how to start. What do you mean you've never picked up after yourself before? Like, not even once? Not once ever? Even if you have a maid. Let's say you're loaded. I feel like if you never pick up anything, you're just really mean to your maid. You're talking never. You just always make them pick it up. If you drop your toothbrush while you're brushing your teeth, I, I don't even know how often that happens. I've never done that now that I'm thinking about it. But just rock with me here. Do you just scream at your maid to come get it for you? Like, you've never cleaned anything yourself? 
and he's just kind of going off about how he doesn't know what to do, and the subscriber who sent this to me is like, yeah, well, I know you don't know what to do, but we gotta do something, because the room's starting to smell. Like, it's getting really bad, we have to clean it. And his roommate looks at him and just goes, well, I don't want to, so if you want it clean, then you go ahead and clean it. Huh? Wait, wait, what do you mean? You go ahead and clean it. It's not his mess. He had nothing to do with making this mess and putting all this food here. That was all you. Why is it on him to just magically have to be the one to clean it? And he starts arguing with his roommate about, like, that's not fair. You have to clean your mess. And his roommate straight up just goes, no, it's going to bug you more than it bugs me, so I'm just gonna wait it out. He was going full war of attrition, bro. Was just straight up hoping to outgross him. Just live in this filth to the point where his roommate got so tired of it, he was willing to clean it up so that way he didn't have to. And I feel like that's a level of petty that no one should hope to achieve. Everybody, you know, needs to stand up for themselves a little bit sometimes, but if you're willing to let yourself live in filth just to, like, get one over on somebody, that's too much dedication. And as he's explaining this, the person who sent this to me is shocked because they just can't believe anyone would have that mindset of, like, no, I'm cool living in a hoarder house as long as I don't have to clean it. I'll live in it until someone else does. And what's crazier is he goes through with it, dude. He just increases the grossness. Now he's leaving even more food in the bag, so the smell's getting worse, you know? It's getting really, really gross in the room, and he just doesn't care. It's like it doesn't phase him, and I don't know how you could do that. I've let my room get pretty bad before, but, like, I feel like once there's rotting food and flies and you're just cool with it, it's too far. It's borderline chemical warfare at this point. I feel like this is against the law. Oh, come on, you can't, like, make your roommate have to deal with this because you don't want to clean it up. And so for the next week after that, he's just hoping one day that his roommate's going to have to break. He doesn't want to have to clean it all, but at the same time, it's getting to the point where he's considering cleaning it because he just can't stay there. He literally started staying at one of his friends he had made, like, at their dorm, and when he wasn't able to stay there, he was just sleeping in the couch in the living room of their apartment. He literally could not stand being in his room anymore. It got that bad. And on top of that, now he just stops bathing altogether. So you got the trash, you got the clothes. He's just not bathing at all, so he's starting to reek. And he was an athlete. Not for, like, a really important sport at the school, but it doesn't matter. He's doing regular physical activity, coming back, taking off the sweaty clothes, throwing them on the ground, not washing them, not washing himself. So it just starts getting disgusting. And once he stops showering and, like, the B.O. gets so overwhelming that the entirety of the apartment is starting to smell like B.O., all of the roommates decide to sit him down and be like, dude, you gotta take a shower. Like, this is getting out of control. You're approaching a week without showering. You're working out every day. It's too much. The trash is already disgusting. The clothes are gross. But, like, you not taking care of your hygiene at all is too far. And instead of being like, okay, you guys are right, I feel gross, I haven't showered in a while, I was just trying to outgross my roommate, he starts getting defensive about it, being like, well, yeah, well, 7,000 years ago we never showered. That's correct, man. That That's true, because showers didn't exist. I promise you if 7,000 years ago there was a really easy way for people to take, like, a long, hot shower, they would have done it. For sure. It's dope. It just wasn't an option. And even then, it's not 7,000 years ago anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not. We can look at that and go, yep, that's how they lived back then. Good thing we don't have to do that anymore. It's not the medieval ages, dude. We're not fighting the bubonic plague and we go take a bath once a year in the river, right? 
Like, there's no reason to be doing that anymore. And he starts going off on this rant about how real alpha males don't have to bathe because his scent was natural and his natural scent was going to attract strong people only. And if people weren't able to handle the alpha male scent, then it just meant that they weren't alpha males. Which is a crazy conclusion to jump to. You didn't shower for a week, so you're an alpha male. And people that don't like the smell of you are not alpha males. Alright man, I don't I don't understand how you're connecting these dots. I don't understand where on the on the chart these things all got connected, but that's what he's screaming at everybody, is that they don't have to bathe because he, he's an alpha male. And if they don't like it, they're just admitting that they're weak. Like <laughs> I don't think it's weak to say you don't like smelling bad. Hey man, do you wear deodorant? Oh, you're so weak, bro. What is that? Weak sauce. You got some weak armpits. You're putting deodorant on those bad boys? I don't think anyone would like that. Seven-day-old B.O. is not charming. It doesn't make people think that you're dominant, bro. It just makes people think that you're weird for not showering at all. And his rant culminates about how they shower and obviously look at them. If they shower and that's how they are, then showering is for losers. Hey, man, you, you know what they say. Hygiene's for losers. If you've ever taken a shower before, this guy thinks you suck. Just a really weird thing to, like, pick to say people are a loser about, you know? Like, hey, oh, you, you shower, loser. It's just such a normal thing. Is anyone not a loser other than this guy? Is this, like, a movement that I've missed out on? I, I don't really pay attention to the internet much anymore. I just kind of make my stories. But, like, is there a movement of people just saying that showering is bad? I, I missed that one. If you're a part of that movement, don't be. Just take a shower. But the roommates decide that they're not going to let him keep doing that, so they're going to go to the housing administration and talk to them about it. And it's not like they wanted to snitch. They didn't want to get the guy in trouble, but what? You're going to blame them for going and telling that, like, this roommate is just letting food rot, not showering, doesn't care, screaming at his roommates. So he goes to the housing office, and they start explaining the situation. And it's not that they don't believe that there's a roommate that's being annoying, but I'm sure when you work at a housing office, at a college, people come in complaining about their roommates and maybe they make it sound way worse than it is. I'm sure that happens. So they're hearing this and they're like, okay, okay, sure, sure, all right, we'll come check it out. And let's be honest, would you believe it? Your job is dealing with this stuff all the time. Somebody comes in saying a guy's letting food rot and refuses to shower to prove to his roommates that he's more alpha than them. So they come to look and the lady walks into the apartment and she's like, it just smells like a boy's dorm room. And they start going towards their room where all the mess was. And you can tell her face is getting more and more pale. And the door opens and the lady in charge of the housing department gets a whiff of the smell coming out of the room. Straight up turns around, runs to the bathroom and starts dry heaving into the toilet. And you know you've reached a level of gross that is pretty bad if people are taking a whiff of your room and then almost having to vomit. Everyone in the apartment had gone like not nose blind to it, but not vomiting over it because they had smelt it before. But the fact that it was bad enough to make most people gag opened their eyes to just how bad it had gotten too. And so they go into the room and the roommate's gone and they don't know where he went. But there's a note on his desk saying like, you guys can clean this up. I'm leaving. You know, it was almost like when he realized that they were going to the office to report him, he knew they were probably going to kick him out anyway, so he decided to get the jump and leave. All of this for a stupid mind game to try to make his roommate clean up, and now he had had to, like, abandon his dorm room. And so the staff starts looking at everything, and they can't believe the state of it. And what's crazier is it's like half the room. 
the person that sent this into me, their room had obviously been like affected, but there's not trash everywhere. It's not that bad. So just the room is horrible. They end up having to move this guy out of that apartment because the room was so bad. They had to rip everything out and re like do the carpet, the walls, everything. It was so gross. And so he got moved into a new apartment and his old roommate definitely was no longer allowed to stay at school housing and had to pay for the entire repair. Thankfully, the housing people were super apologetic. They were like, we have never seen a dorm room were that bad. We're so sorry about that experience. And they gave him a discount on his housing for the rest of the year. And uh, yeah, overall, man, I, I feel like that level of petty is not something you want. And uh, just shower, bro. I don't know, I guess the last video just inspired him to send it in, but this one's hilarious because uh, he somehow thought there was an ability to make the weather stop. I don't know how these people get to the point where they're like able to pay rent, even if it's just for a room in a house. Like, how do you think there's a magic button to turn the weather off and be a functional adult? Either way, I thought it'd be a good story time, so without further ado, let's get into it. Alright, so this guy was living in a house with just a bunch of guys, like each guy had a room. It was not his ideal situation, he had just moved to the area and the place he was going to live fell through, so he had to get super desperate and ended up finding this room on Craigslist. Which is, like, always a bad idea. I've never heard anyone's story about a Craigslist roommate that doesn't end with, like, and that's why I regret that, you know? No one's ever like, man, that place I lived in that I found on Craigslist worked out incredibly. Maybe it is, you know, I'm not saying I've met every single person. I just feel like generally it might be better to avoid that for the roommate search part. Buying a car? Sure. Either way, he just needed a place to stay, so he gets the room set up, the price ended up working out, and at first it really wasn't that bad. Most of the guys who he lived with in the house were pretty cool and, like, relatively clean. But there was one guy who sucked, and, uh, the reason he sucked is he just didn't understand the idea of, like, shared spaces. If you're living with a bunch of people, there's just like the general idea that if you're going to be watching something in the living room, it should be something that people can like enjoy, you know? You shouldn't hog one shared area for an insanely long amount of time. If you're going to have a phone call for an extended period of time, maybe don't do it where everyone's hanging out, that type of stuff. This guy just didn't get the memo and insisted on playing video games all the time in the living room. Which would have been fine if it was like the only place to play video games, but the guy had a whole setup in his room, just insisted on loudly playing games on the TV. And it's not like he would just kind of sit there quietly talking to his friends on Xbox Live and gaming. He would be having full-on screaming matches with just random people he was talking trash to in the lobby. And the living room was like connected to the kitchen and he would start doing it early in the morning so sometimes you would wake up to him just raging on someone that killed him in Call of Duty. If you were trying to cook anything, you had to listen to him being mad at Halo. If you wanted to bring anyone over, forget about it because you'd open the door and he's just screaming at Crash Bandicoot, bro. But this wasn't like an insanely long-term solution. It wasn't like this is where he wanted to spend the rest of his life and it was cheap, so he was making it work. But they lived in an area where like huge storms would come through from time to time. And it was pretty common when these storms came through that the power would go out like, you know, it was a ginormous storm. We're talking almost hurricane, hurricane level type stuff. There can be some damage. You kind of had to shelter in place a little bit. And it happened that this weekend there was going to be a huge storm coming through. So the house got together and decided just to be safe, they should get some supplies, get ready to shelter in place. 
So they all went and one of them had a Costco membership. So they all go to Costco and split up and they were supposed to like stock up, pool their supplies and see what they had as a house. Which is pretty smart. That's being prepared, you know, you want to make sure that if it's a really bad storm, you're not screwed. So you'd think that in order to have all this emergency stuff like canned food, emergency water, batteries, flashlights, like that's what I'm thinking of. And that's what most people went and picked out, like non-perishable foods, stuff that would be good for a while, sustainable food, like, like protein bars and whatnot, just in case they didn't have access to fresh food all the time. The refrigerator goes out, all your food goes bad, you still got stuff to eat. Well, Gamer Bro was taking this storm more like a vacation and had just got like a bunch of chips and soda. Which I guess in an emergency is better than nothing. I would rather eat Lay's chips for the rest of my life than like starve to death, that's fair enough. But it was just kind of funny that they had gone to Costco to try to stock up on the emergency supplies and he just went straight to like Mountain Dew and chips. So whatever, everybody gets back and they're organizing all their stuff, getting ready for the storm, you know, just making sure like all the windows are locked down tight, they're covering the, the windows with plywood. But Gamer Bro just keeps gaming like nothing's going on. They tell him he should probably make sure everything in his room's good to go, and he's like, yeah, I really don't care about it, whatever. If the storm ruins my room, it's not like I spend a lot of time there anyways. And of course, like, you know, everybody's getting a little bit annoyed with him, because imagine everyone else is seriously preparing for the thing coming, and one guy's just goofing off and being like, who cares? And keep in mind, it's dumb to be getting into video games right now, because there's a 90% chance the power's gonna go out. So if you're really sitting down for a gaming marathon, you're gonna be pleasantly surprised, or unpleasantly surprised, I should say, when nature makes the power no worky anymore. And of course, the storm starts to pick up a bit and everybody's just kind of sitting next to him in the living room. He's playing video games and they're just kind of like sitting there quietly. And it was like as the storm got angrier outside, you know, as the wind gets angrier, more and more stuff slapping up against the side of the house. He gets angrier at the game. He's screaming at everybody. The connection's bad. He's getting pissed off because he's lagging, you know. Oh, why am I lagging? Because there's a hurricane outside. But whatever, he's getting pretty angry, and all of a sudden, in the middle of one of his raging scream fests at someone else in his lobby, the power goes out. And if you've ever been in a house where the power's gone out, you know what it looks like. Everything turns off. It's really obvious. In fact, if you've never been in a house where the power goes out, you can probably imagine it. Right here. I'm, I'm gonna show you guys how to imagine the power goes out. Close your eyes. There you go. That's what it looks like when the power goes out. So whatever, it's really obvious to everyone what's going on that there's a power outage caused by the storm, but this guy downstairs starts freaking out, screaming, what happened to my game? Where did my game go? Why'd the TV turn off? Why'd the Xbox turn off? It was almost as if he just couldn't compute that there's a ginormous storm outside, and sometimes when there's ginormous storms, you lose power. But he is raging, like getting insanely mad. And a lot of the roommates had separated and gone to their rooms and stuff. So they all start convening, but they're convening on his screaming because they're all just trying to get there and figure out what's going on. And they get down there and he's still like looking at the Xbox. What happened? Why did it break? Why did all the power go out? I don't get it. And so they tell him, yo, man, the electricity's out. Like, there's no electricity to the house. You, like, wh what do you mean? They're confused at his confusion because it's so obvious to everybody else what had just gone down. And he starts telling them that they should call the power company to get it back up. And everyone's now looking at him like he's an idiot because they're like, dude, I'm pretty sure the power company is aware of the hurricane going on outside. I don't think calling them is going to do anything. 
And he starts arguing back with them that, like, what was the point of paying the power bill if they weren't going to come out and fix it? It was their job to fix it, whether or not there was a storm. And they're not believing his entitlement. He really thinks that the power company workers in the middle of the hurricane shouldn't be prioritizing, you know, keeping the hospital online, making sure the fire department keeps their power. No, he wanted a team out there stat to fix their power so he could keep playing his video games. That was what mattered more than anything. So there's trying to like explain to him why that's an A, stupid, and B, just not going to happen. Even if you really want them to do it, you can call the power company all day. If you said, I don't care that there's a hurricane, get someone out here to fix it, they would laugh at you. If anyone answered, I highly doubt that there's a bunch of people just chilling in the call center during the hurricane. Like, wow, this stuff's crazy outside, huh, Bob? Sure, I'm glad I'm here and not with my family. And so they say that it's like caused by the weather. And now he starts getting angry at the weather. His anger at the power company is being replaced now at the sky. And he starts asking his roommates questions that don't make any sense. He's like, well, why would the weather do that? I I don't know, man. High pressure system, low pressure system, whatever. Like, I, I don't know why there's storms and why it does this. Like, what did you want them to say? Oh, hey, let me go contact it real quick. Just, like, go outside and start yelling at it. And one of them sarcastically said, I don't know why the weather does this. Go ask the rain. And to most people, that would be an obvious joke. But this guy apparently thought that if he went out there and started yelling at the sky that it was just going to open up and start talking back. Everyone's kind of laughing at him as he's, like, looking out of the backslider going, Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And he realizes that it wasn't serious, that he wasn't supposed to go actually ask the rain. And everyone's laughing at him because, I mean, it's just an obvious joke. Like, if you said, Hey, go talk to the wall and see what it says, and then they went to talk to the wall, you'd probably laugh a little bit. Except now he's mad that they're laughing at him. He starts yelling at them, being like, you guys are such bad roommates, can't you tell how mad I am that I can't play my game? You guys don't even care, you're not doing anything to get the power back on. Which, whatever, I get being upset that your roommates were laughing at you, but what do you mean they're bad roommates because they're not doing anything to get the power back on? There's a storm causing a power outage, there's nothing your roommates can do. Like, even if you had a power generator, the internet's probably still out for the entire area. And so they start asking him, like, how are we bad roommates? And he just keeps using the power outage of an example, and they start asking him, like, oh, we're bad roommates because we can't control the weather? And he, finally, after being asked over and over again, like, are you really blaming us for the weather, decides to go with it instead of backing down. Is like, yeah, I am blaming you for the weather. Like, I don't know why you guys can't just go make the weather stop. You don't know why they can't go make the weather stop. Uh, I can give you a few reasons, actually. And the first one is this: the simplest. They're not wizards. I don't know what's up with people thinking that everyone was going to Hogwarts. I think that, like, contaminated people's brains. They think magic's just floating around, dude. I feel like if the best scientists on the planet were able to prevent hurricanes, then they would. Very obviously, there's not much we can do about it. What, you think your roommates have the secret to stopping storms? That means that stopping a storm is so easy that, like, five guys could do it. If it's that easy to stop a storm and the government's just letting it happen, we've got some bigger issues at hand. Could you imagine? This guy's like, just go tell the storm to stop. We never thought of that. They go outside, hey storm, stop. It just stops. Well, we never thought of that. No one thought to ask the hurricane to stop? I I don't know, man. I just don't really understand what he expected them to do. Go make the weather stop. 
And so they start laughing at him, even suggesting that they could make the weather stop. But he's being 100% serious. He's like, I wasn't born and raised here, but you guys were, so you should know how to do something to mitigate the weather. I don't think it's an experience thing, bro. It's not like a skill that unlocks at a certain level like it's a video game. Dude, I'm only level 8 Florida. You guys are like level 12. At level 11, you should have access to hurricane denial attack. Like, that, it's not a video game, bro. I don't think there's anything that anyone can do about a storm. And so the argument's getting more and more heated because he's demanding they go out there and try to, like, fight the storm. Just, Pierre, hold my beer while I go try to fight a freak of nature storm. Like, oh, I got it, man. Don't sweat it. So they keep telling him that he's nuts. He's getting increasingly upset that they're not being roommate enough to go help him. Still don't get what he expected them to do. And they kept asking, like they kept trying to make him understand he's being ridiculous. You know when someone's being illogical and you're not sure if they realize it or not. So you start kind of repeating the stuff back to them and being like, you do hear yourself, right? And he's hearing himself, but he just doesn't care. And so finally, after enough of a back and forth, he's like, well, if you guys aren't going to go out there and do something about the storm, then I guess I'm going to go do it myself. And he gets up and starts walking towards the back door again. And before, he had just kind of like opened it a crack and yelled outside. But when he says, fine, he's going to go do it himself, they're like, okay, Thanos, go for it. You know, you think you're going to be able to go out there and take care of this? By, by all means, be our guest. And so he opens the door, this time way further. And it was the only part of the house that they hadn't like put a plywood sheet on because it was supposed to be like a stormproof door. And the second he opens it, it's evident that the storm's gotten a lot worse because it's like a torrential downpour. It's almost like someone's pointing a fire hose at the back door. There's just so much water coming through and like the, the way of rain. And so this water's flooding in and he looks outside for a few seconds as this rain's just smacking him. The floor's getting wet and then closes the door, turns around and is like, you know what? I don't feel like this is my responsibility. I am totally brave enough to go out there and do that, but I think it's something that you guys should do. So that's on you, but like, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to go out there. I just think that you guys should. Let's be honest. He opened the door, saw the storm and was like, ah, okay, they were probably right. This isn't gonna work. But he was too ashamed to admit it, so he starts trying to twist it into like, I totally could, but I feel like I'm gonna leave that to you guys to prove you're a good friend. And they weren't jumping at the bit. Believe it or not, walking outside in a hurricane is not on a lot of people's bucket lists. So the argument ends, everybody kinda ends up going back to their room, and like, the rest of that night, there's not power, but sometime early in the morning, the power comes back on, and uh, it, it's like... You know when they get the power going again, but it's still, there's stuff all over the street. They got to clean up a bit. It's kind of that stage of what was going on. The worst of it was over, though. And uh, what was really interesting is the fact that the power had come on, but they hadn't been awoken to him screaming at his video game. It was almost like he was too ashamed to go down and enjoy the power once it had come back on. And everyone thought to themselves, like, wow, this might actually be a change here. He might actually realize that, like, there's nothing we could do. He might be embarrassed. This might change the way he acts. And everyone was a little bit optimistic he would stop gaming so much in the living room and being just a rage monster. So after a few more days of him just, like, really avoiding them, not having anything to do with them, they end up going back to work. And instead of, like, hiding to take the chance to apologize or, you know, maybe thinking about it and changing anything... He just ends up going back to the living room like everything is normal once everyone had been at work. And when they come home, he was just so absorbed in his video game, he went back to normal, raging the entire time and just freaking out. 
And he just straight up, like, did not want to mention it ever again. He really thought that he was just going to go back to playing video games for, like, nine hours a day in the living room after all of that, and no one was ever going to mention it. And inevitably, when everyone was hanging out in the living room, one of them made a joke about it to him. And this guy's response wasn't to be like, yeah, okay, I was a little emotional and scared because of the hurricane. Like, whatever. I've never been in a hurricane. I'd probably be freaking out. I probably would not be very fun to be with. I'll keep it a buck fifty. But instead of apologizing and being like, that was a little bit ridiculous, he decides to just pretend that none of it ever happened and he had no clue what anyone was talking about. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. That didn't happen. And it's not like everybody in the house was very passionate about it. But the second he was like, that never happened. They were like, dude, that definitely happened. Like you definitely freaked out and told us to go stop the hurricane. And he's like, dude, you're expecting me to believe that I was dumb enough to tell you to go and fight a hurricane. I know that's ridiculous. And they're like, yeah, we know that's ridiculous, but you 100% did it. I don't know what his thought was here. They 100% remembered that. That's not something that they would just make up on the spot. Like, that's some real creativity if they did just make that up. And you're going to try to convince your roommates that they had just some mass psychosis. It's not like one person misremembering something. You're going to try to convince, like, five people that they remembered something that they definitely remember. Good luck with that. Thankfully, it wasn't his living situation for much longer. Like a month after this situation, he ended up moving in with somebody that he met at work that he had like a lot more in common with and they uh, still are roommates to this day. But yeah, for a little bit when he was living in the Craigslist house, there was a dude who was so addicted to video games, he expected his roommates to go out there and fight a hurricane so he could keep the gaming a-going. It's a little bit too much dedication to the grind in my opinion. I I love video games, but I'm not trying to like fight a natural disaster for it is named Hank, and no, he is not a propane salesman, even though his parents did kind of do him dirty for that name. I feel like if you're named Hank, you have to go into propane sales. It's just kind of like predetermined for you. Either way, he decided to move into a house with uh, some of his friends to split the rent, and it was a total bachelor pad. It's not like everybody was super focused on making everything super nice and organized. It was more about having fun, but the house never got too disgusting. It's not like they were growing mold or, you know, having just random stray cats pooping in the basement. Like, it stayed functional. And one of their friends ended up moving out to move in with his girlfriend. And they needed a guy to come in and help pay the rent for the house. So they started looking and somebody had a friend of a friend of a friend who was looking for a place to live. And nobody knew him, which is always not a very good sign about a roommate. But at the same time, they were desperate. The other guy had moved out, so they let him in and his name was Bo. And Bo was an aspiring eSport athlete, which I can respect. You know, I, back in the day, loved to play a good competitive video game. That just made me sound like 137 years old, like some ancient sea turtle. You guys get what I'm saying. Like, I can respect somebody that's got commitment to wanting to get good at something and go pro, but at some point you have to accept reality, and Bo was just absolutely awful at video games. Like, you know, if there's judging accuracy ratings a certain percentage professionals are supposed to be at, his would be like 2%. I don't even know what game you're talking about, but 2% accuracy is just horrible no matter what game you're playing. That's just how naturally bad he was at video games. And beyond that, he wasn't very nice to his roommates either. He was just always pissed off, probably because he was really bad at video games and trying to go pro. That probably puts you in a really bad mood. Always raging at video games. It wasn't like he had the ability to go, oh, I might not be very good at this. It was always someone else's problem. Always just screaming at somebody on the other end of the game. 
And on top of that, it was like he was legitimately allergic to cleaning everything. There was not a single time they saw him do anything to make things look better than he left it. And his room started to get so gross that the smell was like seeping out from under the door into the hallway. And even when you walked past his room, you know that stale smell that rooms will start to get where it just kind of starts to smell like something could have died in there, but you're not sure? That smell is just coming into the hallway. So they decide to call a house meeting about it because they don't want to live with that smell just kind of wafting into their nose all the time. And they weren't trying to be mean. They were just kind of like, hey, man, you know, the smell in your room starting to come out of your room. So you really need to keep it clean. Like, it's just really not nice to live with. And instead of being reasonable, Bo decides to transform that into everyone secretly hating him and plotting against him because they're jealous of his future esports success. Keep in mind, dude hasn't won any money. You know, he's just living in this like pig filth room playing video games all day. And they don't even try to let him transform it into that. They stop him and they're like, look, dude, we support you. This just sucks to live with. Imagine every time you go to walk to your room, you have to just smell some horrible smell. And Bo's not having any of it. He's just like, whatever, I don't care. And he gets up, runs to his room all dramatically. And I feel like if you're going to run away from something, you can't have a weird run. You can't help how you run, I know, but if you're gonna run away from something, you gotta be aware enough to realize if you have a weird run. And he has a weird run, so he, like, does this weird run away from them and slams the door. And everyone's like, alright, well, we tried to have a meeting, that was kind of weird, and they're all sitting there talking about it, and they start hearing a huge amount of noise from his room. Almost like someone's, like, ripping stuff off the wall. Like, it sounds like whatever is going on in Bo's room is going to leave not much of Bo's room left. And all of a sudden, the door flies open, and he storms out, and he has his PC in his hands, and he's like, I don't even want it! And you know when someone says something, and it's clear that they want someone to reply? Like, that's how he said, I don't even want it. And everyone's just kind of looking up, staring at him, because they were all sitting there talking crap about how weird the last interaction was. And here he comes, holding his PC above his head, like, I don't even want it! And no one replies, so he just starts repeating it. I don't even want it. And so no one wanting to get involved still, still isn't saying anything. And so he walks over to the banister, over this little overhang where there's a landing, where you come into the house and you can go upstairs or downstairs. And he looks at them and he's like, guys, I don't want it. I'm going to break my PC. And he was clearly insanely desperate to get anyone's attention. Just please, 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 please. I don't know if he got enough of it as a kid or what, but like he was just clearly very, very much in the mood to get as much attention as humanly possible from everyone here. And no one's giving him any of it because, you know, he's like a grown man throwing a little kid temper tantrum to try to get a bunch of other grown men to pay attention. No one's going to do that. And so he decides that he's going to commit to it. You know, most people with a brain would put their PC down, relax a little bit. That's just not Bo. That would make too much sense. So he lifts the PC above his head and just throws it over his shoulders. And the PC goes flying through the air. And I don't know if you've ever seen a plane without wings try to take off. It doesn't go very well. And uh, the PC does not grant, like, some magic flying powers to itself. It just kind of falls through the sky and then smashes into the landing down below. Gravity does what gravity is going to do. Believe it or not, that's what happens. You throw something from a high place, it goes to the low place, and it probably smashes into the floor. 
All right, guys, on screen now is a gift card code. For those of you that don't know, I give one of these away every time I post a video to say thank you to you guys for subscribing and turning on those notifications. So if you haven't already, be sure to turn on those notifications, subscribe, and if you already got them on, then you're an absolute legend, and let's get back to the video. Anyways, this computer smashes onto the landing, and like the tempered glass side panel just shatters. And I don't know if you guys have ever broken tempered glass before, probably not, but if you have, then you know what it breaks like. Normal glass will just kinda crack, and maybe, maybe like break into a few pieces. Tempered glass explodes. I mean, tiny little pieces everywhere. And it goes flying onto the carpet on the stairs, all over this landing, which is right in front of the door to come in. And now everyone's just pissed off because there's glass everywhere and like they can't get downstairs to their rooms. Like people coming upstairs or coming into the house are gonna have problems. And it has to get cleaned up. And as they're realizing that this is a huge mess that is like a safety hazard, Bo realizes that his PC probably isn't going to make it, and he starts getting upset. And I don't know what he's upset for. Like, I guess that breaking your PC is upsetting. But you broke your PC, bro. Nobody made you sign a contract that you had to go pick it up above your shoulders, throw it off the stairs, and shatter it. No one told you to do that. And on top of it, like, tempered glass can shatter and it won't break the PC, but when you throw it from that high up, Chances are something's gonna break, like the GPU's gonna break off the motherboard, something's gonna happen. And he's getting upset even though it just seems like he just did not have an understanding that that's how gravity works, like you can't just throw stuff from high heights and have nothing happen to it. Especially fragile electronics, computers, that type of stuff is known for already not being like super durable. So why you would assume that you can just toss it around like a ragdoll and it'll work fine is beyond me. Like, that one just seems pretty obvious that it's not gonna work like that. So he's mad about the PC, they're mad about the glass, and they start arguing with it. And he's like, I don't want to clean it up because it's my PC that got broken and I'm upset about it. So I don't want to have to clean it. And they're like, well, uh, if you wouldn't have thrown it, the glass wouldn't be everywhere, so you're gonna clean it because I'm not gonna clean it up. So he starts cleaning up the glass, and the entire time he's just loudly complaining about how this is so unfair and he needs time to mourn his PC. What do you mean, mourn your PC? Also, I feel like you don't get to mourn your PC when you are the person who threw it down the stairs, dude. It would have been fine. And of course, he's like saying that he shouldn't have had to clean it up and it wasn't a big deal. What do you mean it's not a big deal? There's literal shards of glass in the entrance to your house. Do you just want everybody that comes in without like work boots to have soles of their feet that look like they've been ran over a cheese, a cheese grater? A cheese grater. I don't know where that was going, but you got what I'm saying. Like your feet would be so cut up after walking all across this glass that apparently doesn't need to get cleaned up. No, it's fine. If anything, it's more of a booby trap. Like, what in the home alone are you trying to do out here? You can't have glass just sitting in front of your entryway. I feel like that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. People already are willing to sue people for stuff that they shouldn't get sued for. Imagine you walk into somebody's house and your feet just get cut because they dropped a bunch of glass and didn't feel like cleaning it. As Bo was cleaning it too, sure enough, he found that the GPU had snapped off at the motherboard, which is no bueno means that the motherboard is for sure broken, not 100% uh, on the GPU, but I'm gonna guess that's not great for it either. 
And of course, when he realizes that the computer's screwed and it's gonna be a very expensive repair, he starts to regret it. But instead of like getting a job or something, he starts going to them and says they have to pay for it because he's an esport athlete and he needs it to work. And somehow it's their fault that it got broken. His logic was if they would have just like given him the attention when he said he was gonna break it and told him not to, then he wouldn't have and therefore he would still have the computer. Which makes no sense to me, bro. Like, let me get this straight. They should have told you not to throw your PC down the stairs. You wouldn't have done it, even though you were dumb enough to already think it was gonna be a good idea. And because you didn't get a warning, they need to pay for the damage you did to your own stuff. It's just not really adding up. And of course, they were like, yeah, no, we're not gonna pay for your computer. That's the dumbest thing that we've ever heard. And he tried to, like, blackmail them and say, well, if you don't pay for this, then I'm gonna move out and I'm gonna tell all my friends not to come live here. And they said, are those really our options? Like, you're either going to force us to pay for something that we didn't break because you were irresponsible and broke it, or you're going to move out and no one that you're friends with will move in? And he was like, yes. And they said, okay, deal. Like, all right, fine, move out. And he was a little bit shocked by that, but being stubborn was like, fine, I can probably find a better deal anyways. So he moves out to go do esports stinkiness wherever, somewhere else, professional stinky boy. And uh, apparently his other roommate situation didn't work out because about a week later, he shows back up with all of his stuff and is like, hey, I need to move back in. And they had already gone out and gotten another roommate, this time somebody that they all knew a little bit better. So there was nowhere for him to go. So they had to have the very awkward situation of telling him that like he couldn't stay there. And when I say he had all of his stuff, I mean like everything all packed up, ready to move back in. But I feel like that's something you might want to double check on. Also, how did you get kicked out of your other place in a week? Like even at this place, he managed to last a little bit. Maybe at the other place, he's like, I'm just going to be myself straight from the start. That way they know what they're getting themselves into. And they were like, oh, this guy never showers or cleans up anything. And for some reason, he keeps trying to sprinkle shards of glass in everywhere we walk. He says it's for fending off robbers, but I just keep cutting my foot whenever I want to go get a drink of water. And so they have this very awkward encounter. And he's like, look, I don't even need my room back. I just want to sleep on the couch. And they're like, no, we don't really want you to be back here. Last time you tried to force us to pay for the computer. And he looks at them and dead seriously goes... Yeah, you still owe me money for the computer, which is terrible negotiation, even if you feel like they owed you. If they're already apprehensive to let you in because they felt like that was unfair, maybe right then is not the time to be like, oh, by the way, you guys still owe me money for the PC because they just closed the door on him and he did not have a place to stay. And then they watched on the ring doorbell and he like called an Uber and then the Uber pulled up and the car was too small to put all the stuff in it. So we had to order another Uber. Just a very awkward, insane situation. Didn't really work out that way. Uh, here's yesterday's comment of the day. Thank you all so much for commenting and being subscribed. And without further ado, let's go. All right, so I only went to college for one year and I didn't really spend a uh, ton of time there being hyped to be there. But that being said, this story was always entertaining to me. I had a good friend that went to the same school at, that I did named Devin. And Devin wasn't able to get like on-campus housing the first year it had filled up. So he ended up having to just like find a room as fast as possible and rented a single room in this like house that was close to campus. 
And the house was owned by this kid who had super rich parents who had just given him the house as a gift, which, hey, is a very nice gift. If anyone is knowing what I want for Christmas, just go ahead, hand over the deed to a house. I'll take that. You know, they had bought him a house for college. That just goes to show you the type of situation that he was in. I think we would all take a free house if we were in his situation. I'm not going to blame him for that. But that being said, whenever someone's given, like, everything for free, they don't tend to value it the same way you do if you have to work for it. If you were the person out there putting in the 80-hour weeks to buy the house, you're gonna take way better care of it than if someone just, like, gave it to you. And on top of it, because they were paying for his college and everything, he just took none of it seriously. And, like, I didn't really take college incredibly seriously, but I knew that, like, if my parents were paying for it, I definitely would have tried a little bit harder in classes, if you're picking up what I'm putting down. About two months into the school, school year though this is back in like 2018 2019 I can't really remember I'm getting old bro either way he decides that college isn't for him perfectly reasonable choice I'm not gonna fault him for that but he decided that Fortnite was what he was going to do with his life. And obviously, I don't really have a whole lot of room to talk about the whole, like, no, you can't work on the internet. Like, I I've been a YouTuber for a while. But you kind of have to have a plan, and I didn't drop out of college before I was, like, pretty confident that this was going to work and I was already making money on the internet. I feel like dropping out of college and then deciding to be a Fortnite professional might be the wrong order of, like, wow, I'm winning all this money and I don't have to be here. But he decided that a backup plan was stupid. There was no reason for him to be in college because he wanted to be a Fortnite pro, so therefore it was just going to happen. And his entire plan to start making money on Twitch was to buy every Fortnite skin. Because if he bought every Fortnite skin, then everyone would want to watch him. And we're like, uh, I don't really get the logic, but okay. Because even then, back in 2018, 2019, every Fortnite skin was probably what? Even if you bought every one, like three grand, there wasn't as many as there are today. And so we're trying to explain to him that streaming doesn't really work like that. You can't just buy skins and people start watching you. And he keeps telling us that we don't know what we're talking about. Trust me, when he's the biggest Twitch streamer, we're going to look dumb. He was really convinced that the only reason any of these streamers were big is because they had skins in the game. I, I don't understand how you connect those dots, but somehow that's what clicked. And uh, I would try to talk to him. His roommates would try to talk to him. My friend spent days trying to convince him that like it's really just not how it works he would not listen and he didn't have a job so there was no way for him to really like go out and get money to buy the stuff that he swore was going to make him the biggest twitch streamer of all time and so when they started asking like well if you're going to be a twitch streamer if you're going to buy all these skins where's the money going to come from because you don't have a job which is a fair question he answered that he really wasn't worried about funding any of this because he was just going to sell the house that his parents gave him and use the money to start his twitch career that's right dude somewhere in his mind it was somehow worthwhile to sell a house to start his Fortnite stream and some Fortnite streamers have made a lot of money to buy a lot of houses but you don't sell the house before you have the stream and even then I feel like selling a house is one of those things unless you're gonna sell a house and buy another house I feel like you might just want to hang on to it I feel like in 30 years you're gonna look back at this and go I gave up a house for Fortnite skins and it would even be less crazy if he had had some type of plan okay I'm gonna sell the house House. I'm gonna take the money from the house. I'm gonna buy this this building I'm gonna turn it into like a, a studio and then people can come rent out my setup if they want to make videos And then I can make videos with it and it'll be like its own business. No, there was no plan He was just going to sell the house buy all the Fortnite skins 
and then all of a sudden, Twitch money was just gonna start rolling into the house. There was gonna be a truck outside backing up dump trucks of money just because this guy had every Fortnite skin. And all of his roommates are like, dude, you're an idiot. Do not do that. That's a horrible idea. And he's like, I don't care what you guys think. This is gonna work. And he's an adult. It's his house. It's not like there's anything they can do to stop him. Obviously, they weren't thrilled about potentially having to go like find a new place to live, but it's his house. At the end of the day, there's nothing they can do. And it's a horrible financial decision it's not a good idea to sell your house for Fortnite skins period but whatever he goes through and sells his house and he sells it for less than it's worth because he just wanted to get the money he was so anxious to get this stream off the ground that he took twenty thousand dollars less than the house was worth just so it would be done faster which is a pretty sizable chunk of money you know to just be like eh, I know I could definitely get this if I waited another two days but forget it that's ten thousand dollars a day that he was just like I don't care and then he's left with this like $200,000 chunk of change right that's sitting there and you would think $200,000 if you're going to try to become a full-time streamer and like really dedicate yourself to grinding and you want to give yourself time to try it out man that could probably last you like four or five years if you spend in, in a reasonable manner like not even in a oh I'm only eating ramen noodles all the time but you could make that last a few years if you had to keep your expenses low like it's totally doable and that's what all of us thought that maybe he was gonna do is like spend $15,000 on a setup and then like just save the rest of the money to make sure that he had time to figure it out and see if he could make it work no he starts spending it like it is going out of style dude he's buying cars he's going out to eat every day he's buying people stuff he's buying every skin for every game that's ever existed and a month and a half later he had ran out of money in a month he had somehow managed to spend like $200,000. And it's not like he's making a crap ton of money. If you spend 200 grand in a month, but you make 600 grand, then like, eh, okay, that's a lot of spending. I don't know if I would call that financially smart. But what? You're only spending like 30% of your income? Dude literally got a lump sum payment. We'll probably never have that much money at one time in his life again and blew it in a month and a half on just crap. And he's so busy going out and playing video games and whatnot that he just kind of stopped thinking about making content. He's not playing the game to get better. He's not streaming it. He's not doing anything. He's just going out and spending money. It was like he assumed that once he sold his house that like it would just automatically work out. There was nothing that would get in his way or cause a problem potentially. And so eventually he runs out of money and he hasn't been going to school the entire time that he sold his house because he's been convinced that he's going to be the world's biggest Twitch streamer and schools for idiots. Uh, according to him, I don't think that. And so when he runs out of money, he contacts his parents and is like, I have this dream to be a Twitch streamer. I'm going to make all this money. I just need a little bit of funding to help get it off the ground. And he hasn't told his parents about selling the house yet. He's just hoping that they're going to give him money. And his parents are like, well, maybe we can take out like a, a home equity loan against the house. And he just goes silent. And his parents are like, what? And he's like, nothing, nothing. And he's on the phone in the kitchen. And that's when they realize that he hasn't told his parents about even selling the house yet. And so they're listening to this conversation and he's still not admitting it to his parents, but he starts guilt tripping them being like, you guys should have bought me a nicer house. You know, if it would have been worth like 300,000 more dollars, that would have been awesome. 
Oh, sorry, was the free house not up to your standards, bro? He's having this conversation within earshot of everyone. Yeah, uh, my parents gave me a garbage house. If they would have made it worth more money, it would have been sick. No, it wouldn't have been sick, because then you would have still sold the house and you would have blown half a million dollars in a month. Like, it clearly, dude, the amount of money that you got from the house is not the issue. I would definitely not want to give a half a million dollar house to a kid that would sell it for video game skins, period. No matter the game. Alright guys, I'm giving away a gift card. There's a code on screen now. I give one of these away in every upload to say thank you to you guys for subscribing, turning on those notifications, all that good stuff. If you've already got them on, you're a legend. But I'm also gonna ask you guys to just press the like button. You know, if you're liking the video so far, just go ahead and click it. Anyways, his roommates would be like, alright man, you went ahead, you bought all these Fortnite skins, you sold your house, like, what are you gonna do now? You're out of money, you kind of have to stream. And he said that he just kind of forgot about it and wasn't that interested anymore. What do you mean you forgot and you're not interested? You sold your house to do this. It took like two days for you to get bored of it and just give up? What about all the money that you spent? You're not gonna get that money back. Fortnite's not one of those games with a marketplace, bro. No resale market. Even if you were gonna sell the account, like, you know, it's not like you're gonna get all your money back. But somehow, his stupidity hits yet another level. You'd think, okay, just sell the account, get whatever, the, the $1,000 you're gonna get, and just go to school. No, he decides that he's just gonna stop paying attention, and for like the next three months, doesn't even log into the game, goes to log in and realizes he's forgot his login. If I had sold my house to buy nothing but digital items, and then I lost my login to the digital items, I would be freaking out, dude. I would feel like such a moron. I ruined my life for nothing. He did not care. He was perfectly okay with it. It wasn't even like he contacted them to try to change the password or anything anything. He was just like, oh well, I guess I don't have that account and access to those skins anymore. What do you mean, oh well, bro? You're telling me you spent, I don't know how much, but you sold your house to play Fortnite and now you don't care and don't even want the password to the account you spent all your money on? Literally sold his house for nothing. And eventually, his parents find out that he's sold the house because they all have to find somewhere else to live. His parents come to visit. They're a little bit confused on why he doesn't live there anymore. They had kind of worked out a deal where they could rent the house for a little bit longer from the person who had bought it. And so his parents find out that he sold the house and they're pissed because it had been a gift to him. He had literally not even had it a year before he sold it, so he had to pay extra taxes. It was a whole thing. So his parents cut him off financially, obviously, because why would you like want to keep being around someone that's just going to use you as a bank account that hard? But when they told him he was cut off, like he wasn't even afraid or scared. He literally just looked at them and was like, eh, oh well, I can always just call grandpa I'm not afraid of it imagine being that entitled dude like imagine you go behind your parents back you sell the house they bought you as a gift for you getting into college you know you're taking your next steps my parents didn't buy me a house when I went to college that would have been cool you know they're just not in that situation but if your parents are in that situation and they give you a house just be grateful don't sell it and then like keep it a secret And when your parents find out and get mad at you instead of begging for forgiveness which is probably what he should have done I mean these people clearly care about you you're just like eh I'll call grandpa. Is grandpa that rich too? Did grandpa want to gift you a chalet but you took the house instead to not piss your parents off? I don't get it. Even then, I don't think grandpa's gonna give you crap now when he finds out that you had a house and sold it for less than it was worth to play video games. I don't feel like people that end up with a ton of money are big fans of people that blow it on really, really stupid stuff like that. Thankfully though, his grandpa wasn't down either. He like called him, you know, they were hanging out, they had kept in touch and his grandpa's like, no, I'm not gonna give you money, go get a job. 
job. And he starts screaming at his grandpa when he says, go get a job, which is a pretty fair response that like, I'm not gonna go work some stupid, normal, poor person job. Well, you had a chance to probably not have to work that bad of a job if you would've just kept that house, rented it out, you know, had a little bit of a side income, but no, you just decided that the ultimate best decision would be to mooch off your parents, sell the home, and then call grandpa. I don't think grandpa wants to be involved either. So after that little thing where he freaks out and says he doesn't want to have a poor person job, he looks at everyone he's hanging out with and is like, sorry guys, I didn't mean to make you uncomfortable, which just adds insult to injury. I don't think everyone was sitting around thinking that they're stupid poor people, because they're not. Like, I don't understand why some people with money have this idea that money is the only way to tell if someone's smart or not. I know plenty of people that, like, just are smart, but they don't care about money. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. You guys know what I'm saying. Like, some people just genuinely do not care about money. And so the idea that you're like, I won't work some poor person job and look at your friends and say, but not you guys. Like, well, do you think I'm a stupid person? Like, I don't know. That's just such a weirdly insulting thing to say like that. And how are you going to call anyone stupid when you're the person that sold their house for Fortnite skins and then lost the login, bro? It's not even like you're out there playing the game. It would be stupid if you were playing it, but it's extra stupid because you got nothing out of this. After that, though, they all went their separate ways because he was like, well, I'm going to go live somewhere else because my parents aren't going to pay for me to live here anymore. And they really don't know where he is. Like, after that, he just kind of left that town. Probably off somewhere trying to, like, convince people to just give him a ton of money so he can go become the world's first reality star that's not on a reality television show. And they're like, how does that work? I don't know, but it will. It's extra dumb because of its, like, Fortnite skins, dude. It would be stupid no matter what. If you sell your house to buy digital items, cringe. Like, it's just cringe. But at least most games, there's a marketplace. You can get more than none of your money back if you decide to cash out or sell it. This guy straight up is just never going to see any of that ever again. It's not an NFT. You can't trade it and, like, sell it to someone or anything. I don't even love NFTs, but at least even that you can resell. Oh, I forgot to log into my Fortnite account. Well, then it's literally useless. Even then, digital items, dude. Like, the internet changes fast. If you've grown up on the internet, a game that's popular now is not going to be popular in two years. Fortnite still exists, sure, but do people still love it, play it, watch it the way they used to? Absolutely not. The internet isn't like that, so I think building your entire life around, like, a video game is just a weird... All right, so we've all heard the saying that you should, like, never date anyone who wants to change you, and I think that's really good advice, dude, because honestly, if you have to change to get somebody to like you, chances are they probably really suck for you. Like, yeah, they might be great, dude, but if they want you to change everything about yourself, then they're not great for you. That being said, we've all had a homie that decides to go all like M. Night Shyamalan when he gets a girlfriend and split personalities. And I had this friend named Eric who was insanely good at video games. Like, I'm talking, he was unironically making money playing video games. And this is in like 2016, back when there wasn't a bunch of people doing that. You know, now people are like, oh yeah, you can make money playing video games, but back then you actually had to do some convincing to get people to even believe that it was possible to do it for a job. Regardless, I guess being an absolute video game god wasn't enough for this dude because he was desperate for a girlfriend. And listen, I'm not gonna make fun of anyone for wanting a girlfriend. Like, I get it, companionship or whatever. It's just, he went about trying to get a girlfriend in like the cringiest ways possible dude. He would put simp captions on sad Bart Simpson vaporwave 
wave edits on his like stories not even good simp caption stuff either just stuff that would induce cringe I remember one day there were these two posts on his story dude and they were so cringe that I literally have them permanently etched into my brain like to this day I can still see them the first one was this like 2014 tumblr couple like a couple that had set up a camera to take a picture of them that's like goals AF either they set up the camera to take a picture of them dude or they have one friend who is third wheeling so hard it's ridiculous it's like a couple being all cute with the caption wish I had that but I'm just alone with like this broken heart emoji and the out of breath emoji like the oh I'm so tired and I had thought that's super cringe obviously like that alone is pretty cringe dude like come on bro no girl wants to date a guy who's posting stuff like that however what was next on his story to this day is the worst thing I have ever seen a friend post on social media bro like genuinely he had taken a picture of Edward and Bella from Twilight the super cringe vampire love movie that like every teenage girl loved in the early 2010s and he had taken a picture of the two main characters and photoshopped his face onto the dude main character and it wasn't even like it was a good photoshop job either like you know it would be one thing if he had done a great job and really put a bunch of effort into photoshopping it so you would be like damn bro you kind of look like a vampire i would respect the graphic design skills but he had like haphazardly just cut his face out with paint and just slapped it on top of the dude's head and just been you know hey good enough whatever it kind of looks good enough if you close your eyes like if you were blind it might have been a pretty good photoshop effort but it was just not very good it honestly had the vibe of like one of those letters that old-timey kidnappers used to send with the letters cut out of magazines so they couldn't be traced by their handwriting that was the energy it had and next to the bad photoshop job of his head onto this dude was literally a blank guess who card like the board game where you have to guess who it is and the other person has the board on the other side like the question mark thing he had just put one of those over the girl with the caption whoever will be the bella to my edward and like at that point dude it was so cringe i just about threw up in my mouth and i know a lot of you guys are like this has to be ironic there's no way that he posted that on his story and thought it was really cool but you gotta remember this was kind of par for the course like i was used to this dude posting very simpy cringe things on his story so when i saw that he was posting this I can't really say that I was surprised like it was him dude he unironically had posted that thinking that it was gonna make some girl like swoon for him and fall in love and at that point I'm like ah dude this is this is pretty cringe I've seen a lot of my boys down bad it happens to the best of us but I have never and I mean never seen a man get to the level of sympathy where he's like photoshopping himself into movie posters very badly just to try to get girls to DM him back like homie wasn't just down bad he was as low as he could possibly go you know the episode of spongebob where they go to that place where like it's all the angler fish and stuff and nobody speaks any language they all just go <laughs> with their tongues and whatnot that's how down this guy was dude he was in the pit of despair the depth of simptitude if pokimane was a streamer back then homie would have been a tier three sub it's a fact so i decide at that point that the next time i see him i've got to say something to him bro like i had been letting him do it for months but friends just can't let friends do themselves like that however the next time i see him he's all happy and he's like yo i've got some news and uh you know it was some news that i never really had expected to hear with this type of behavior he told me that he had gone out and somehow managed to get himself a girlfriend and look i really do love all my friends dude but when was the last time where you saw someone that
that was making themselves main characters in bad twi Twilight fan fictions get a girlfriend. And he tells me that, like, this girl had seen the Twilight edit and slid into his DMs because she thought it was cute and they had been talking ever since. And last night, he decides to ask her out and she said yes. And obviously, I'm really happy for my friend because, like, he really wanted a girlfriend and he seemed really excited. And he was happy. And regardless of whether or not it was cringe, if it works, I really have no room to talk, right? Like, yeah, am I ever going to Photoshop myself into some bad fan fiction? No, I just don't think I can do it. But if it works and it got him a girlfriend and he's happy, then who am I to get involved? You know what I mean? That was until he started, like, telling me about the girl. He was so excited that I asked him to tell me what she was like and whatnot, and I'll be honest, she didn't sound all that great. One of the first things I guess the girl had said to him when they started dating was that it was probably time for him to, like, get rid of all of his Nintendo games because they were a little too childish. At the time in his room, he had, like, this bookshelf set up, and behind him was all of his Nintendo games. He had, like, this huge collection of Super Nintendo games, Game Boy games, DS games, like everything. And I guess it was behind him when they would FaceTime and she was like, oh, you need to get rid of that stuff. It's too childish. Now listen, I get not everyone is a gamer. It's not super important to everybody. But like, I don't know. I feel like if you're dating someone, you should never tell them to get rid of stuff that means a lot to them, especially if it's Nintendo stuff. Like, are you kidding me? Basically everything Nintendo touches goes up in value over time. Super Mario and Luigi might have been intended for kids, dude, but if it makes someone really happy and it's not like they're wasting money because the products hold their value really well then who are you to tell them to give it away dude who cares if it's childish keep in mind that this is also right when they started dating like if someone starts telling you that all the stuff that you love and makes you excited is really stupid and you shouldn't do it anymore right into the middle like right the start of the relationship not even the middle when you're supposed to be all honeymoon stage and think that everything they do is cute then yeah that's probably a red flag that this is not gonna end any very well if I had to guess but regardless my friend is telling me all this and he seems pretty worried about it and I asked my friend if he's gonna do it like oh are you gonna get rid of all your stuff and he said no but that he had emptied out the bookshelf and hidden all of his Nintendo stuff to make her happy and that's when I knew that like he this was gonna turn into trouble because if he was willing to do that it was a sign that he was willing to do anything on Simptitude yeah you didn't get rid of your Nintendo stuff but the fact that you let this girl talk you into getting rid of all your video games like hiding them in the closet being ashamed of them when it's something that you used to be proud of is pretty cringe and it's probably gonna lead to this dude just doing a lot of things that are gonna like jeopardize the friendship for a girl I'd seen it before okay I recognize the signs and uh, I, I knew it was coming bro so obviously I was just expecting things to go bad and they did that's why there's a story time and like I said, he genuinely seemed happy, so I was just gonna mind my own business and not get involved because it wasn't my business. Like, hey, that's just how it is, bro, and if you're out there and you feel like you should be minding other people's business, you shouldn't. And I'll be honest, for like the first month or so, everything is basically okay, but that's when she really started to go crazy, dude. I don't know if she was just hiding it like Darth Sidious did as Chancellor Palpatine, you know, just being like, oh, I'm, I'm very normal, nothing evil here, before he just yeeted Mace Windu out of a window. But like one day, me and all the boys get on Xbox and Eric joins the call to like talk to everybody. And we could all tell that he was crying and like really upset, which is super out of character for him. He was known as being the super calm guy in the group. And he starts telling us that his girlfriend had pointed out that like he was spending way too much time playing video games and that he was wasting his, white, uh, or his life away by playing video games too much. And keep in mind, 
mind that this is a guy who literally was playing video games for money. Like, yeah, it wasn't a crap ton, but he really enjoyed doing it, and he was doing it for money. Like, it's not a waste of your time if you love it, and you're making money doing it, and plus, I'm sure he really regrets it now, bro. Like, the guy was really, really good at CSGO. He was playing in leagues and whatnot, and uh, we all know that the gaming scene has just grown quite a bit since 2016, dude. So, I guess his girlfriend had gotten in his head and made him think that this was all a waste of time, and it was stupid, even though that he's doing great, he's making money doing it, and most of all, he had fun doing it. Like, you know, we were only teenagers, dude. It's not like he was a 27-year-old unemployed living in his mom's basement playing World of Warcraft 40 hours a day pissing into a two-liter bottle of Mountain Dew. That, yeah, you're, you're probably need to, like, quit video games and go get a job at that point. But if you're just a teenager who loves playing video games with the boys, I don't think that makes you some type of monster. It makes you pretty normal. Yeah, it's all fun and games till your now girlfriend is trying to make you quit your favorite thing. And obviously, we all start trying to talk him out of it, dude. And he's having literally none of it. He's calling himself a loser because of video games. And so we start reminding him, like, dude, you make money doing it. Like, oh, it's something that we all do together. Don't you love spending time with your friends? Like, dude, come on, think of all the fun memories we've had playing video games together. And we thought that was a good approach, right? Like, oh, yeah, let's remind him of how much fun we have playing video games as a group. So we're all kind of like, dude, you don't want to quit because then you wouldn't be able to play video games with the boys. And uh, apparently that was the wrong line of thinking because as soon as we started pointing that out, he like turned on us. He started calling us losers instead. He started swinging on everybody. He started saying that his girlfriend had been pointing out like how much we hold him back and how bad of friends we are and how we're all losers and stupid because we play video games all day. And listen, I might play video games all day, okay? But I'm not a loser. At least I like to think I'm not, bro. Maybe I might be delusional, but let me have it. And even then, when you are the guy that I'm always playing video games with, you really have no room to call me a loser. And what he's saying, though, is that his girlfriend had been, like, telling him how bad of friends we were and how we were all losers. So, of course, she's behind this, like, pulling the strings like a puppet master, making everybody fight. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that I don't play video games all day, because, like, that's what I do. But there's no need to start calling out the people who are your friends and always support you for it. And at that point, the party chat kind of turns on him super quickly because he had just started insulting everybody, so it became an oven in there. And like I said, he was a CSGO player, so him being in, like, an Xbox chat wasn't super common everybody, or either way, like, you know what I mean? So the party just starts flaming him. Like, I could feel the heat coming off the oven. This dude is just getting straight up cooked like a Christmas turkey. And so when everybody starts roasting him back, he ends up, like, rage quitting the party and leaving, which is the ultimate baby move dude like you can't roast someone right start calling everybody losers and then get mad when they start roasting you back and keep in mind the only reason any of this has started is because you can't tell your girlfriend no bro like you got yourself into this mess and then quit so after he left the party all of us are just kind of sitting there trying to figure out what happened because none of us are really quite sure of what it all went down like it happened pretty fast and we're all just kind of laughing and talking about it when all of the sudden dude we see that Eric's account rejoins, followed by an account that, like, none of us recognize the gamer tag. Kind of looked like one of the ones that was given to you by Xbox. Like, you know, oh, Punting Panda 64. Like, just a random name. It wasn't like there was anything special about it. None of us recognized it, and we're all like, 
hello, trying to get whoever had joined the party to communicate with us, because it's just weird when somebody you don't know joins the party, and Eric's account is dead silent. Usually on old Xbox mics, you can kind of, like, hear people breathing and moving, but it was almost like he had muted his mic, so that way, you know, just he wouldn't have a chance to interrupt this new account that had just joined the party. So the account that we don't recognize starts talking, and it's a girl, and she starts saying how we're all losers, and we're never gonna amount to anything in life, and, like, all of a sudden, Eric unmutes and starts acting like a hype man. He's like, yeah, you guys are losers. You're never gonna go anywhere in life. Yeah, like, he's hyping up this girl in our party. And that's when we realize, bro, that this account is Eric's girlfriend, dude. He had literally started a fight in our Xbox party, and when he started losing, rage quit our party, and then went and snitched to his girlfriend. So, like, I, I at this point, we're all flabbergasted. We start laughing, because everybody knows that Xbox party chats are survival of the fittest, dude. You can't just bring your 5-2 bodyguard to hide behind now, because you started insulting everybody, and they started roasting you back. Like, I, I can't respect someone who starts a fight, and then runs and snitches to their girlfriend or mommy to, like, bring them into the party chat to start roasting everyone back, because they were mean to her little boo-boo bear. Dude, like, you started it. You literally started it, and then went and snitched to your girlfriend and then brought her into the Xbox party, bro. Did you have to give her a headset to borrow to make this? Because the account wasn't an Xbox account, dude. It's not like she was a gamer. She hated video games. She had made this account just to come argue with us. Honestly, I was pretty flattered. Like, oh, you hate video games, but I'm important enough to come flirt with, huh? <laughs> Can't blame you. I am pretty handsome. So this girl, who apparently thinks video games is for losers, is now just, like, in our Xbox party, insulting us, screaming at us. So naturally, we start roasting her back. But as soon as we start roasting her back, dude, she she goes full victim card, and one of my friends had, like, told her to get out of the party because her lack of brain cells were dumbing down everybody in there because she just sounded dumb. And obviously, I'm not gonna deny that that was mean, but let's not forget that she joined our party and started calling us losers who were never gonna amount to anything. Like, you can't just start it and then, you know, anything back is suddenly too insulting. Regardless, as soon as my friend points out that she's stupid and needs to leave, she starts being like, oh, you guys hate me because I'm a woman. Woman. And obviously that was not true, dude. Like, I hate you because you're stupid. You could be a stupid dude and I would still hate you. I hate your boyfriend at this point. Yeah, we used to be boys, but nah, I hate him. Why? Because he's stupid. My respect for him is out the window, much like children falling out of Anision's house. Please don't sue me, Greg. I'm really sorry. I've never made a video on you. Allegedly. Allegedly. So we're like, no, we did has nothing to do with you. It just has to do with you being stupid. And at that point, we kick her from the party because we're like, we're just done with it. We're not going to let you sit here and be like, you guys are just mean to me because I'm a girl. It's just not true. We were not being mean to you because you're a girl. You joined the party and started trying to like defend your boyfriend who didn't really need you on the defense because he's the one who started in the first place. Like he could have just sold his Xbox and not told us. And yeah, we probably would have been like, like, huh, where did you go? But it's not like we were super curious on where he went. He joined the Xbox party to tell us about all of this. Like, he literally did everything to himself. I have no idea what he was doing. However, that was not the end of it, because all of a sudden, everybody's phone starts ringing, and they're like, oh, I don't recognize it, so they don't answer, and it goes to the next person, and it starts ringing, they're like, I don't recognize it, so they don't answer, and finally, on the third time, 
it gets to me. So it's the same number that's called everybody else. So my curiosity gets the best of me. Obviously, I gotta know who's calling it. So I answer the FaceTime call, and it's Eric's girlfriend, dude. He had given her everybody's number so that she could keep this going. Like, oh, yeah, babe, you are right. We were totally roasting them in that Xbox party chat. Here's all of their phone numbers. You should FaceTime them and argue with them even more. Regardless, she just starts yelling again, and at that point, I'm like, alright, this chick is crazy, so I'm just gonna mess with her. Like, why not? I've got absolutely nothing to lose. And she's clearly crazy. Like, okay, you're so mad you don't want your boyfriend to hang out with us, so he says he's not gonna hang out with us, but now you're FaceTiming me just to argue with me more, dude. I'm really starting to think she might have had a crush on me. I didn't recognize it at the time, but my goodness, dude, if you want to fight with me so bad, I'm gonna start charging like Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather do. Make a couple hundred grand off fighting this dude's uh, girlfriend. That's how it is, man. I would never hit a woman unless I was getting paid for it. That's a joke, by the way. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, that's getting clipped out of context 100%, but that's just the way you gotta do it on YouTube sometimes. At this point, she had moved past the all of us being losers for gaming thing, and now she starts asking me, like, oh, if your friends bullied a baby, would you bully a baby? Because somehow, in her head, bro, she had decided that us roasting her and her boyfriend was basically the same thing as all of us ganging up and bullying a defenseless baby. And no, that's not the same thing, because, like, a baby is a baby. It's not like it can piss me off. What would I even say to it? Haha, I can talk, idiot. Like, you can't speak. Ah, you're stupid. Obviously, no. If my friends were all bullying a baby, I would not also bully the baby. I, I know. I cannot look a baby in the eye and make fun of it. I'm really sorry. But because I had decided to mess with her, I just so, yeah, I hate babies. Absolutely. If my friends started bullying a baby, I would too, because I think it's hilarious. And I was just messing with her. Like, that's not how I feel. I just wanted to piss her off. And she looks really confused. And so she asks again. She's like, you're telling me right now that you would bully a baby and without missing a beat I'm like yeah dude I hate stupid babies they're so useless and I thought that obviously I was being sarcastic enough that she would know I was messing with her but like she doesn't realize it dude I'm watching her face trying to process the words I just said and like the idea of sarcasm just wasn't up there that word hadn't made its way into her vocabulary yet because instead of being like haha real mature this the, you do realize I'm trying to make a point. She just loses it on me. She starts telling me how I'm absolutely disgusting and like any type of human that would be willing to bully a baby is a pure scumbag who like doesn't deserve to live. How could I dare think that it's acceptable to bully something as defenseless as a baby? This girl is so dumb that she unironically thinks that I would bully a baby. She's lecturing me about how it's important to be nice to toddlers. So at that point, I'm like, oh my god, she doesn't realize I'm kidding. So I double down just to piss her off, and I tell her that, like, yo, next time I see a toddler at the mall, I'm gonna punch it and blame it on her. And she hangs up on me. She's like, oh my god, and hangs up on me all, ah, oh my god. I can only imagine what she told Eric after she hung up. Oh my god, baby, your friends are so disgusting. Did you hear him? Did you? He, <sighs> babe, babe, I'm not sure if you heard him. He said that he would fight a baby. Uh, a baby? Who says that? And Eric was probably like, yeah, you're right, babe. They are stupid. 
I think that we should punch them in the face because they're stupid. He doesn't have any thoughts of his own in his brain, dude. He's basically a golden retriever just sitting there trying to figure out when someone's going to throw the tennis ball next. There's not many people home. And I'll be honest with you, dude. I really thought that was going to be the end of it. Like, there's no way this girl is actually going to latch onto this very long. Or Eric will pull her back to reality and go, okay, obviously they were kidding. They don't want to fight a baby. Like, I thought I was never going to hear about any of this again. Ah, but I am naive. I am dumb. I am the person that needs warning labels on things like tiger cages saying, do not try to put your hand in the tiger cage. I'm the person that that's stupid. So the next day I get to school and like everyone I walk past is kind of giving me dirty looks way too normal, like way too many dirty looks for a normal day. Like, yeah, some people didn't like me, but everybody I'm passing is looking at me like I just am Satan himself. So I'm like, damn, bro, maybe I got something in my teeth. Maybe I did something wrong. Everybody's staring at me. And finally, one of my friends, I see him and he walks up to me and he's like, bro, why did you punch a baby at that basketball game yesterday? Like that. That was really messed up, dude. And obviously, I'm sitting here looking confused because uh, I don't know. I didn't punch a baby yesterday. Like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? It's not every day that somebody you know walks up to you and is like, hey, man, why do you spend your free time beating up children? That's kind of not cool. I, I have no idea what this dude is talking about. So I ask him what in the world he's talking about because I wasn't at a basketball game yesterday. And he says that, like, Everyone at school this morning has been talking about how apparently I was at a basketball game yesterday and while the game was going on, I punched this girl's like six month old nephew and obviously it's a surprise to me when I hear this because I don't know, I didn't remember punching a toddler. Like, oh uh, damn, my amnesia must be acting up. I thought I would remember punching a baby in the face, but hey, I guess not. It's just something that I do so often. Ooh, I forgot. It's like just going to the bathroom for me at this point. I can't tell you every time I feed, can't tell you how many times I punched a baby in the face. Probably around the same amount, though. Like, I, I think I would remember that. So, I'm obviously confused, and so I decide to ask my friend. I'm like, dude, who told you this? Like, it's not true, but I, I'm not mad at you. Like, I just gotta know. And he's like, dude, I don't wanna tell you. I don't wanna get anyone in trouble. And I'm like, look, man, you gotta understand. If someone was accusing you of punching a baby, wouldn't you wanna know who was saying that stuff? And he's like, okay, yeah, alright, I guess that's a fair point. I would want to know and I feel like it's a right I have the right to face my accuser if you're gonna accuse me of punching a baby I at least deserve to know who you are you can't just walk around all anonymously like oh, Ryan punched my cousin by the way if you think that that should be how it is take a second to comment down below Ryan punched my cousin just so uh you know I can get a <laughs> I can get a guide of y'all there better be a comment section filled with Ryan punched my cousin at this point dude and he's like, all right, fine, I'll tell you. So he tells me that he heard it from somebody who had heard it from, oh my goodness, wouldn't you guess it, Eric's girlfriend. Wow, if only there was some way that anyone could have seen this coming, dude. This girl had taken our argument about over FaceTime about how I would hypothetically fight a baby and then made up a story about how I had punched her nephew to make me look bad and then told everybody before I had even gotten into school that morning. 
who does that, dude? Like, if you don't like me, that's cool. I don't really care, I guess. It's life. Not everyone's gonna like you. That's just the way the ball bounces sometimes. I've gotten used to that. But I mean, come on, dude. You really don't need to go so far as to accuse me of beating up a kid when I didn't. I wasn't even at the basketball game. Like, what do, what do you mean? As far as rumors go, I will say it was easy to dispute, because, like, once everybody realized, oh, yeah, I didn't see him there yesterday, everybody kind of would realize it wasn't true. But still, there's a lot of people at school who don't really know me that well, and now they think I'm out here boxing babies like Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather just go into town on toddlers, be like, oh, you can't speak, punch in the face. So all day, I'm having to explain to people that, like, this is a rumor, which isn't too hard, because most people didn't think it was something I would do anyways. But imagine if all of a sudden everyone's like, hey, man, I, you know, I could see Ryan trying to 720 no-scope a two-month-old. Like, that didn't happen. A lot of people could tell it was probably exaggerated. But regardless, it wasn't like I wanted to spend all day telling people that, no, I was not willing to beat up kids. Like, that's just not something I wanted to spend my day doing. Being at school is already bad enough. And at this this point I'm just pissed at Eric and his girlfriend for making me have to do all of this bro like yeah I'm pissed at the girlfriend for doing it but I'm also pissed at Eric because the only reason any of this happened is because he just can't say no to his girlfriend and say that he likes video games so I'm pissed at both of them and I'm just ready dude I'm I'm just not having it having to explain all of this time after time so I decide that at lunch I'm just gonna walk up to her and just ask her to explain why she told everybody that I wasn't gonna yell at her I wasn't gonna try to fight her or call her names I was just gonna simply ask her to be like hey will you please tell me why you would make up the fact that I hit your cousin which I think is more than fair bro and I'm also not gonna lie if Eric happened to get involved and want to stand up for his woman and wanted to take things outside I was also down for that I'm not really a fighter I've told story times about how I try to avoid it but at this point I was like eh, if I'm ever gonna make an exception and fight somebody it was gonna be Eric like I was pissed so at that point I texted our group chat that had Eric in it and uh, I just explained what was going on saying that his idiot girlfriend and started a rumor that I had beat up his nephew and uh, I called him some not nice names too. I said what I called his girlfriend because that won't get me demonetized but the words that I had to describe Eric were a little bit more colorful you know what I'm saying and I tell him in no uncertain terms that he had until lunch to stop the rumors or tell his girlfriend to stop the rumors or I was going to make sure that it got cleared up at lunch which yes was a threat but I feel like honestly it's pretty fair at that point bro like you solved the problem that you and your girlfriend started or I'm gonna have to do it for you I feel like that's pretty fair sure could I have gone about it nicer could I have asked a little bit oh with a little bit more a uh, flick of the wrist put my pinky up like I'm sipping tea with the queen sure but at this point I didn't have any patience in me and I'm not gonna apologize for that however instead of apologizing and just fixing it like he should have you know just been like you know what that's my bad things have gotten out of control I didn't mean all of this to happen it is unfair that she's going around telling people that I'll do something about it he just decides to leave the group chat so <laughs> yeah his response to being called out and me telling him to fix it was just ignoring it and leaving so at that point I'm like I've got to solve this myself you're ducking me you're avoiding me I've given you a chance to fix it yourself and you're just gonna leave the group chat and everybody in the group chat at that point is like hey 
egging me on. And I don't know if they felt like I was actually wronged or if they just wanted to see some drama go down, like if they were trying to see a fight. But regardless, they're like, yeah, bro, you need to call him out. You can't let him disrespect you like that. So I decide at lunch, it's just time, bro. I'm gonna confront him. So lunch comes and I go into the lunchroom where I didn't usually eat lunch at and I start going towards the table that him and his girlfriend were eating at. And as I'm growing across the lunchroom, like everybody is kind of turning their heads and whispering because they all knew what was about to go down. They knew that this lady had been going around telling everybody that I was like trying to fight kids and it wasn't true. So a couple people were like getting up and following me, assuming there was about to be a fight, assuming stuff's about to go down. Everybody's kind of looking at it and they kind of see the commotion and they turn and they see me walking towards them. And when they see me walking towards them, they decide to go with the tactic of just pretending that I don't exist. All right, guys, I'm actually going to take a second to interrupt the video. On screen is an Xbox gift card. I actually give away a gift card in every single video just as a way to say thank you to everybody who is subscribed with notifications on. It really does help out the channel a lot. So if you aren't already subscribed to the channel with notifications on, like 80% of you watching this probably aren't, you should go ahead and press that button, dude. You get to be a part of a very elite group of people, all right? And on top of that, I give away free money every day, so you got nothing to lose, and it's free for you to subscribe, so you might as well do it. Real talk, I want to say thank you to everybody who is subscribed with notifications on. It does help out the channel quite a bit. And uh, yeah, to whoever got the gift card, enjoy it. It was a little bit more than normal today, but that's just what we got to do out here for the fans. And uh, yeah, I will shut up and get back to the story time now. Thank you. Subscribe, turn on notifications, and let's get back to the video. And at that point, I'm literally standing at their table and they're acting like they don't see me, just avoiding eye contact, pretending that I don't exist, dude. And I don't know if they thought that I was just gonna give up and walk away if they ignored me. But at that point, I'm like, hey, and nobody replies, dude. I've said uh, hello, they're just ignoring me. Very rude to treat your guests that way, I may say. So I do it again, I say, hey, and this time I say their name so they know I'm talking to them. And sure enough, they don't look at me, they're just avoiding eye contact. So at that point, I'm like, all right, well, I will just yell all of this very loudly so I know you're hearing me. Hey, can y'all please explain how I punched a baby yesterday during a basketball game that I wasn't at? Which I feel like is a very reasonable question. And the girl looks at me and she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Which just pissed me off more. Because it's like, oh yeah, you have no idea what I'm talking about. At this point, I've heard from 20 people maybe that she had told them that I had punched a baby and now she's just gonna try to deny it when I'm standing right here. Like, if you're gonna start a rumor about me, yeah, it's annoying, but, like, whatever. How are you gonna deny it when I'm standing right in front of you when you know exactly what you did? Like, you know I know. I'm not gonna believe that you didn't do this. And thankfully, at that point, one of the people at the table, probably not her friend, considering what happens, is like, um, I don't know. Didn't you literally tell me that he punched your nephew like five minutes ago and she looks at the person who says that and she's like shut up and at this point she's busted dude like somebody sitting here is literally confirming that she's still been telling people this stupid story that's just not true 
And I'm like, all right, well, come on. You still going to tell me that you don't know what you're talking about or don't know what I'm talking about when somebody else just say that? So I ask again, why would you tell everybody that I punched a baby? And she starts denying that she ever said that, which at this point makes no sense because I literally have you busted. So I start laughing at her and I'm like, you're lying, dude. You're lying. You definitely said it. And at that point, instead of being like, yeah, okay, you got me. I'm sorry, dude. She looks at Eric and she's like, defend me. So Eric gets out of his chair and like walks up to me trying to look all macho. And he's like, yo, do you want to take this outside? And I look at him and I'm like, yeah, all right, let's go, man. Let's go, bro. Because I was willing to take it outside, bro. And that really surprised him because I think he thought I was just going to back down. So he looks at me and he's like, you know, I'm saying we're going to go fight outside, right? Like, oh, it's cute, bro. He thought I needed the clarification. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Let's go outside. Outside. And when I say, yeah, I know, let's go outside, he like uh, suddenly kind of starts to rethink everything and he looks at me and he's like, you know, I don't really want to fight with you. I'm sorry, dude. Like, I understand why you're upset. Oh, now you understand why I'm upset, dude. It took until I was about to fight you for you to be like, hey, um, you know what? I totally understand why you would be pissed off about people spreading rumors about you. It's okay. So he goes to sit back down, but when he sits back down, his girlfriend's starts insulting him, dude, and it was brutal, man, like, listen, I understand why she's pissed, because, like, she said defend him, or defend her, and he backed down, but she starts calling him a beta and a baby, and saying that, like, he's not even a man, and he's pathetic, she's just tearing into him, bro, and it was just painful to watch, like, you ever been around a couple when they start fighting, and it's just the most awkward thing ever, so she's insulting him, and then she's like, you have to fight him, you have to fight him for my honor, pointing at me like she's saying that this Eric guy has to fight me for her honor as if it's the 1400s out here bro like yeah maybe this was a thing when knights were still around bro your uh, boyfriend could go joust for your honor or whatever this is the 21st century this is not how this works anymore and let me also explain at this point like I'm not a fighter by any means dude I've been in a couple fights I've gotten my uh, butt handed to me a couple times I'm not proud to say that but yeah I've been knocked around quite a bit I've got a big mouth I like to run it a lot and usually that gets me into trouble and sometimes my fist can't back me up that being said I know for a fact I would have beat the crap out of this kid I'm 6'3 uh, I was freshly 6'3 at the time I had like just grown through my uh, giant growth spurt the summer before that and this guy is maybe 5'8 and we were equally skinny like I would have destroyed him if we were in a fight so she's yelling at him telling him that he better get over there and defend her honor and whatnot and he knows that there's no way he he's winning this fight. Like, if he takes it outside with me, it's not gonna go well. So at that point, he looks at her and he's like, well, I don't know. You have been telling everybody that he fought your nephew, so maybe you should just deal with it. And she just starts insulting him again, calling him pathetic, all this stuff. But instead of just taking it this time and, like, dealing with it and listening to it, he decides to finally stand up for himself, bro. I guess it had taken this long for him to realize that it wasn't a good idea. Her saying that, like, hey, go fight this dude who's dead definitely gonna beat you up probably made him realize that she doesn't actually care about him too much because yeah that would not have gone well bro I'm not trying to toot my own horn either I'm easy to beat up like you with the YouTube boxing going on right now Logan Paul's fighting KSI KS5 is fighting whoever Jake Paul's fighting whoever I would lose in any one of these situations I am not built to fight this is just one of the very rare situations where I had some Conor McGregor confidence and I was pissed off like I was kind of ready 
for this to happen all day, bro. I was hyping myself up in my head, pretending that like Rocky was teaching me how to fight out in Boston before this. So I was revved up and ready to go. And I think he could tell. So he is just like, no, I'm not going to do this. And he finally decides to stand up for himself. At this point, he fires back and he's like, if you could just not start drama with everyone, he wouldn't always have to be defending her honor, which I'm not gonna lie is kind of a good point, bro. Like, none of this would have happened if the beef hadn't been started. I will not lie, but regardless, probably not a smart thing to say to your girlfriend in the moment. And she fires back and is like, she should have never dated someone so pathetic, and you can tell that it's not even phasing him anymore. Like, earlier when she was throwing the insults at him, it was just hurting him, bro. He's just pissed at this point he does not care whatsoever and she doesn't stop she just keeps tearing into him and it was pretty hard to watch yeah I didn't like the guy but damn he was getting roasted and there's a bunch of people watching at this point because it was pretty entertaining so he's just getting torn to shreds by his girlfriend in front of like half the school it was painful and finally, he's had enough, and he just looks at her, and he says, You shouldn't have dated a pathetic loser, and I shouldn't have dated a psycho bitch. Now, obviously, that one gets a massive, oh, out of the crowd that's gotten way larger at that point, because the commotion has gotten bigger, so everyone's like, oh, grabbing the popcorn, like Keemstar running a drama alert. However, obviously, the girl is very offended by that one, and rightfully so, dude. My mom said that you should never call a girl that word to her face. Like, even... Even if she is one, you should probably just never say it because it's rude in public. And you're either gonna hurt someone's feeling who isn't one, or if they are one, then they're going to get back at you for it. And it seemed to be the second consequence that came true on this one. She had been, like, drinking this smoothie thing, and it was half empty. So she grabs it, rips off the lid with some sass, some soccer mom sass, handing out oranges at halftime, and she takes the other half and just dumps it all over Eric head, which I'm not gonna lie, I really enjoyed watching. Like, yeah, I was not a ginormous fan of this dude, you know, he had started all of this, so seeing him with smoothie all over his head did get me to giggle a little bit. And at that point, some teachers show up and are kind of pushing through the crowd because obviously they had thought there was a fight or something going on. You can't just have everyone in the lunchroom, like, gathered around you and not have teachers show up. And the teacher who gets through the crowd first sees the situation, and it's like this super pissed off girl me laughing and this Eric kid who's now covered in smoothie and I remember him being like what the hell but before he can get anything else out other than that like tell us to stop or anything uh, the girl has decided that she's not done yelling yet she's got a little more that everyone in the school needs to listen to so her last decree as the teachers are now kind of like pulling us out by our shoulders to go to the office is like, never date a gamer! She just screams that as loud as humanly possible, dude. And I really don't know how being a gamer has anything to do with you spreading rumors about me beating up kids, but go off. Like, I, how in the world are Sly Cooper and you spreading rumors that are untrue about people related? Those are video games. You are just crazy. I think in her head, she thought that if she, like, blamed it on us being gamers or something or being nerdy, that the crowd would be like, Oh, yeah, that is true. Ah, no being nerdy allowed. But, hey, it was, like, 2016, so gaming was pretty cool at that point. Like, it wasn't the 1990s anymore where being gamer was nerdy. I feel like most dudes I know play video games pretty often. Like, it wasn't this nerdy thing anymore, but she thought it was gonna get this super, like, oh, reaction. 
But all the guys around her start, like, booing her because it's obvious that she would have done anything at that point to not look guilty. Like, A, they were pissed off because she was blaming something they liked, but they could also just tell that she was just trying to find anything to blame it on. So the crowd starts booing her, and she hates it. You could just tell by the look on her face that she wanted to yell even more, bro. And, uh, you know, sucks to suck, dude. It probably does suck to get booed by everybody. That's why I just wasn't screaming like a crazy person, because I could tell that probably wasn't the best idea. And the teachers have their, like, hands on our shoulders, like I said, and they're kind of guiding us towards the doors, and I'm not fighting it, but she's kind of, like, pushing against the teacher, so she's behind us. And I start laughing at the pure absurdity of the situation, because it's so stupid, dude. Like, all of this started over my friend's stupid Twilight Photoshop. I'm probably gonna go to the dean's office right now and get suspended from school, get yelled at by my parents, have to deal with all that, dude, have all this homework when I get back that I missed. All because of this idiot and his terrible photoshopping skills and this girl with terrible taste who just decided to go, hey, why not date the guy who photoshopped himself onto Edward from Twilight? Nothing wrong with that. And then on top of that, my friend was then dumb enough to drag his girlfriend into the middle of a bunch of Xbox drama, which spiraled out of control and led to her just making up a bunch of rumors. I didn't want any of this to happen, dude, whatsoever, but here we are. I get kind of shaken out of my laughter, though, dude, because she starts screaming again, and I think in her head she was like, oh, okay, that one didn't work, so I'll come up with another excuse and people will believe that one. So she starts screaming again, but this time what comes out of her mouth actually makes her look even worse. She starts screaming about how she's not crazy. She's not the crazy one, and it's all our fault, and she can prove it, and she's gonna prove it when she gets back here, but she's not the crazy one. She wants everyone to know that she's not the crazy one just screaming over and over again about how she was not the crazy one. The only problem with using that argument is that usually it's only the crazy person that is sitting there screaming about how they're not crazy. It's basically the worst possible thing you could do to not look crazy to everybody watching. I've never seen a sane person like get up in front of everyone and go, listen guys, what I'm about to say sounds certifiably insane. A lot of you are going to want to get me commenced into a uh, mental hospital, but trust me, I can prove it. So now everyone is laughing at her because like, obviously she's just making herself look nuts and denying it in front of the entire school. And while it's embarrassing, dude, like the school's gonna laugh. If you have somebody screaming about how they're not crazy when they're clearly going crazy, people are gonna laugh at you. Yeah, it's not nice, but most of high school isn't nice. I don't know what you wanna do about it. And she's not nice, bro. Like, 10 seconds ago, she was just calling her ex-boyfriend, boyfriend, I don't know what they were at this point, a pathetic loser. And she hates that everyone is laughing at the defense she used. So then, instead of trying to defend, you know, her actions and pin it on us and get everybody mad at us, she just starts attacking the crowd instead, dude. She starts yelling about how they're all morons and only the lowest common denominator would think that this is funny and how this this isn't funny and they shouldn't be watching, which like, listen, yeah, partly they were laughing at me, I'm not gonna lie, but it was still funny, dude, and you were definitely making it funnier. So we finally at that point get like herded into the hallway, she's a little bit behind me and she's just yelling until she gets out into the hallway and she finally 
quiets down and we get herded to the dean's office relatively quickly. It was like the teachers that were guiding us were like, you know what? I've already worked enough today. I'm not trying to deal with this. And I can't blame them. That would be my approach if I was a teacher. Oh, y'all were being obnoxious? That's crazy. Good luck. Head to the dean's. Have fun. So we get sent into the dean's office and we're sitting in like the uncomfortable chairs they have out there while you're waiting. And everybody's like just kind of looking at each other all pissed off. And I'm smiling. I think it's hilarious. And I get called into the dean's office first and he's like, what happened? And so I tell him what happened and he's like, okay, well, why were you over there? And I tell him it's a long story and he's like, all right, well, I have to get to the bottom of this, so go ahead and tell me. So I tell him the entire story from start to finish and he hears me out and we get to the end and he's like, okay, so they're a couple. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay. And he tried to fight you and then back down. And I was like, yeah. And he just goes, all right, well, did you fight him? And I go, no, nothing happens. And he goes, all right, well, in that case, I guess you didn't do anything wrong, so I guess you gotta go, but this is not gonna be fun. And I go, okay, and just, like, left. I didn't care, bro. It's not my problem that it's not gonna be fun. You're the teacher here. You're the one who took the job as a dean, bro. If you didn't want to deal with a bunch of stupid kids, this was literally the worst possible job you could have taken. That's the equivalent of when teachers are like, I don't like kids. Yo, that's crazy. You picked a really bad job to hate kids. Like, being around them all day is probably the worst job you can get if you hate kids. So I walk back out of there and it's been like 20 minutes and Eric is now covered in like crusty old hardening smoothie. It wasn't a liquid anymore. The fruit was kind of starting to like mat and clump up, which I'm not gonna lie, definitely did make me pretty happy to see, dude. Like, oh, not only are you about to get yelled at by the Dean on top of it, but you are also covered in some gross smoothie. I see this as an absolute victory. No W's for me yet, but also no L's. I'm kind of killing it. Actually, kind of a W. Like, I did make the girl self-destruct so hard that she made herself look crazy in front of everybody by trying to tell everyone that she wasn't crazy. But I'm looking at him and I'm like, damn, this guy has thrown away all of his friends for a girl who low-key hates him for nothing except a smoothie shower. So he's the guy who's taking the biggest L at this point. And uh, I go back to class. I go about my day. People are kind of talking to me. I'm telling them what it's about. Obviously, people were curious and I was letting uh, them know the truth. I wasn't sugarcoating it. Y'all want to go around telling people that I fight kids, I'll go around telling you that you got a smoothie shower and called pathetic by your girlfriend. But the next day, I guess he wasn't done, bro. Like, he still had some beef to settle with our group, because the next day, he ended up getting in a fight with another one of the people who was kind of involved. During PE, he, like, walked up to one of our friends that we play Xbox with and started trying to fight him. And this kid was known for fighting, like, was not having any of it, so he really just put the hurt on Eric. And I guess Eric had really thought that like somehow he was gonna miraculously win this fight like he was in a high school musical movie and you know this is real life I'm very sorry Eric but if somebody is way bigger than you chances are they're gonna win the fight dude I see this all the time people expect that like oh they're in a Disney movie and somehow they're gonna man a or land a magical punch on their bully and knock him out nope Eric tried to fight someone three times his size and it went about as well as you would expect dude but I think he like expected to win magically but what's even even worse, dude, is that when he started the fight, he had told his friends to record it, and he ended up getting smacked pretty hard. Nate Robinson, as some would say now, poor guy really got knocked out by Jake Paul of all people in front of everybody, but his friends had recorded it, like his new group of friends, and because he was still, like, new into their group, after he got knocked out, instead of helping him or stopping the fight, 
they just posted the fight. So then all of Twitter was clowning them like this guy was just taking L after L after L this week. So at this point, let's keep in mind, over the last week, he has started a fight with all of us, called us all losers, said that we're never going to amount to anything, got his girlfriend to come in and start bullying us, spread a rumor about me, tried to fight me, caused a giant scene, almost got us in trouble, and then fought another person from our friend group. So we do not like him at this point. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, we would have fought him again. Everybody just really did not like him. We were okay with never associating with this dude ever again. After doing all that, bro, he like adds us all to a new group chat and is like, hey guys, can I game with you? And, uh, you know, as much as I'm sure you guys would love to hear that we were like, yeah, dude, of course, we forgive you. Hell nah, bro. Uh-uh. We told that dude to get lost. I was like, are you kidding me? And he's, you know, oh, I'm really sorry. Yeah, I bet you are, bro. Now you got no friends. I don't know what to tell you. You made new friends after calling us losers and then lost a fight in front of them and then they made fun of you. So now we're like plan C. We were plan B in case that didn't work out. No, sorry. We were plan B in case you and the girl didn't work out. And then you dropped us to plan C to get new friends. And now you're coming back to us. No, dude, we're not going to forgive you. You can't get game with us and he was like guys I'm really sorry it didn't matter and everybody else too like here was what was even worse I was always the guy kind of vouching for him to be there in the first place you know do you ever have a friend that you really really like but the rest of your friend group thinks is kind of annoying and that was everybody with Eric dude so everybody else was like yeah nah I'm cool like I didn't really like you to begin with they didn't tell that to him but that was what the reality of it was it wasn't like the group was crying we really missed him that just wasn't the reality bro so no we rejected him we told him no him and his girlfriend ended up breaking up I don't know if it was exactly because of what happened in the lunchroom I wouldn't be surprised she did seem pretty pissed that he wasn't willing to fight for her which you know I will fight for somebody under very specific circumstances but outside of those very specific circumstances get lost bro I'm just not doing it if some girl was like um fight him he called me out on something I did I'd be like ayo that's crazy but I do not remember asking if you did it you gotta you gotta own up to that man you know maybe that's just me and if a girl wanted to break up with me because of that so be it oh no can't make a wife out of a hoe as Kid Leroy says but uh yeah he really had the balls to come back and ask to rejoin the group so we rejected him he was very very upset that's the way the ball bounces sometimes the most confusing part out of all of this dude is that the girl ended up having another boyfriend by the time she came to school the next day too maybe that's why he was so worked up and trying to throw hands man but she moved on quick she was like damn that sucked oh well next I don't know what really happened to them after that I didn't really pay much attention like I you know we just kind of went our separate ways and that's how the ball bounces sometimes after somebody does something like that it's kind of awkward to just stay bros 